welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. Now is the time to help us out, and there are so many ways you can. Subscribe, leave us a review, share your favorite episode, become a sponsor, or do all of the above. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Bing, bang, bong, UK's back. It was her story making episode filled with fun laughs and a real good time. Twelve queens have entered the workroom to vie for the coveted crown. So how do they stack up? Listen and find out. It's time to break down all the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK3. And joining me to share their thoughts is the incredible triple threat UK's own Poppycock. Hello. Hello. That was a lovely introduction. Thank you. Thanks. Well, I, I'm I'm so excited to have you. Um, obviously, uh, Maddie Parks has been like my UK representative on the podcast last season. Um, and I was like, do you think I should try to get some queens? He's like, absolutely. It's like, all right, I know how to ask first. So I'm very excited to have you uh, to kick off this episode. But how how would you describe British drag for an international audience? Um, it's definitely, I mean, if, if your main reference of drag is US drag race, then it's, it's like a completely different world. Um, it's a a million times campier. I find it's more uh, theatrical, I guess is probably what I'd Mm -hmm. say. It's more theatrical. We have a lot more vocal, like live vocalists, um, as opposed to lip syncers. We do have lip syncers, but they're much rarer than the vocalists. Um, mm-hmm. so it's very different in that sense. Um, and also we don't get, we don't get paid in like tips. So our performances also look very different right? because we just, we're not worried about collecting money. We just stand and we get my, I get my money sent to my bank account. So, um, <laughs> that must be nice. Oh, it's lovely. I know what I'm getting paid before I turn up, but, um, <laughs> so I guess it, it, it is very different, but also that, you know, it's all the same thing anyway, though. It's just right a different way of doing it, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm always a big fan of live vocals. I have a theater background. I So I grew up in theater. I love live singing queens. Obviously, in New York City, we got a bunch of them. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm here for it. And what was your entry into the world of drag? How did you get started? So um, I come from a theater background, like yourself. Um, I trained and I was working, doing theater jobs. And I was just really bored of doing the same things all the time and being told what to do and also being told I couldn't be femme. And uh, then, I mean, I've, I used to style wigs for fun because uh, I'm weird. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've always been drawing, which is basically makeup. So I was just like, do you know what? If I put all three together... And then I just sort of threw myself into it just to see what what came of it, not really expecting much. And then within a year, it was my full time job. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I came into it. So from a theatre angle, for sure. Um, But I do love all the new stuff that's coming up with drag, you know. Yeah. It's just become a monster. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it is definitely become mainstream. I mean... Um, there's a little movie that just came out on Amazon Prime that features some drag and that you are at the premiere of. Oh, uh, yes. Everyone's talking about Jamie. Yeah, I, I I know they're bringing it to L.A. I'm really hoping they bring it to Broadway because we need it. We definitely need it. It's a really camp. It's a really camp show. And the film, the film is lovely as well. Really lovely. Different. Nice. They've, I'm, I'm, they've changed yeah, I'm excited. 
I'm excited to watch it because um, I know the music a little bit. So it, it's always fun to see how it translates to screen because I know um, people have some opinions on Dear Evan Hansen. So yes, yes, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get into Drag Race UK, I do need to share the drag news of the week. And I'm not revealing who won Drag Race Holland 2 because it's barely been out and I'm not spoiling it for anybody. But I did watch it. It was um, one of the best final lip syncs I've ever seen in the show. It was so good. But listeners will get to that recap eventually. Um, we are in the third series of Drag Race UK. And I feel like it has completely changed Drag Race for the better. I mean, it may be better than the US version, in my opinion, at this point. Um, how is it, how, how has it been taken in the UK? How, how, how have the audiences been feeling about it? Um, I mean, the audience is, uh, they love it. Um, it's, it's brought in a lot of people who don't really have any, uh, previous, um, experience with drag into our world, which is always amazing. We always love more fans because the more fans there are, the more gigs there are, the more money in my exactly. bank. So that's really lovely. Um, the, some of the, um, older generation of queens don't love it so much because it is not it is very different to what we grew up with as drag it's definitely UK drag through a US lens um, mm-hmm. you know because of Rue and Michelle like they have a thing something they like which is totally fine that's their opinion but it's it's very different to I guess what a lot of us I think Victoria is a great example of that that she looks a lot more like what I expect when I see a drag queen sure. As opposed to, even though I think she's stunning, Crystal Versace, that's not what I traditionally think a drag queen looks like. You know, so 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 made the industry and the public, I guess, have different reactions, which is interesting because I think the the drag industry in the UK is a bit more skeptical um, Mm -hmm. about it. It's drag race, not drag, if that makes sense. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, like I always say when they're like, "Oh my god, I love drag," I'm like, "Do you love drag or do you love drag race?" Because there's a difference. Yep, I mean, it, it's the fun game of always asking a, a Drag Race fan, name three local queens and seeing how long it takes them to get or, words out. Or ask them three local kings and then they have an aneurysm because they don't even know what it exactly. is. <laughs> yeah, so I have to give a disclaimer to the listeners, just as always. The, um, this is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given an opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they have put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on the podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television program. Just as a disclaimer, because we've had um, some people not be happy with some comments. Um, Tina Burner. Um, I digress. Uh, anyway, I, I feel like also you all treat your reality stars much differently than we do we like push them to a side while you celebrate them a little bit more and continue putting them on more reality shows and more reality shows and i'm obsessed with it yeah i mean i guess in the uk we're we're addicted to personality um mm-hmm. which is why i think you see a lot of comments we get about uk drag races sometimes some of the girls aren't as polished as they might expect that's because we aesthetic and makeup is lovely but that's not the most important thing in drag if that for me if right. that's the most important thing in drag then it's boring i don't want it um we want personality we want comedy we want we want to be entertained I, if i want to look at pretty painting i'll just follow you on instagram like exactly you know, 
so you know I need to be entertained by you and being pretty isn't entertaining you know if you were born with lovely bone structure that's great for you but um are you funny I guess so I think that's exactly. why we like reality tv so much because yeah I, I mean I I am ready to start a campaign to get bag of chips on I'm a celebrity get me out of here Oh God, I would pay, I'd pay good, good money. That would be excellent television. But yeah, I mean, we, we tried some of those shows. Doesn't work here. You and that's why I feel like I need to come to the UK because I love reality TV so much. Um, But well, we, there, there's some reality TV droppings we'll discuss throughout, but we're going to go through the episode and there are a lot of looks and 12 Queens to discuss. Um, Are you familiar with this cast? Uh, I'm familiar with pretty much all of them. I've worked with or met pretty much all of them. I'm trying to think if there's anyone I haven't met or worked with. I'll come up as we go along. I think some of them I've only met post-drag race, but most of them I've worked with before. Yes. Yeah, I I feel like also maybe by next season, I'm going to have a map with me so I can figure out the geography of the UK because I still can't figure it out. I'm still very lost, but let's dive in. We get a quick trip down memory lane and the iconic moments of series two, um, but we're here to welcome the queens of series three and oof, what's that sickening feeling? Oh yeah, it's Deja Rue. Welcome back, Veronica Green. Um, as she says, if you don't know her, she's Veronica Green. She's 35 years old now and she's from Rockdale and she had to withdraw from season two due to COVID, but she is back with a vengeance. Um, I was a fan of um, Veronica for season two. Uh, So it's fun to see her back. Um, Not the best debut episode, though. Yeah, um, I love I love Veronica. Um, I know her beforehand. We did (laughs) we did a hilarious performance that I will not tell you about because you'll find it on YouTube and it's terrible. Uh, We did a performance together um, a year or so before she was on the show the first time. Uh, She's super lovely. I'm not like mad about the her entrance look, um, but it's a camp reference. Um, and I think a great, like, I don't know, it's a great opening line, I think, to, to yeah. bring herself back. Yeah, no, I mean, she she had a million possibilities, and I think this was a good one to uh, definitely start off with. But she is primarily a singer, not a comedian, as we found out last season. Yes. Uh, she wants to prove that she is a winner because she's never seen anyone like her compete on the show before, except for last season when she was on it. Um, she has unfinished business and hopes there's not another superstar in the bunch and she will be sad very soon. But um, again, we're, I'm re- we're recording this a little sooner than I normally do. So I can't, don't have all the designers listed. I don't know who the designers were for this entrance look, but she's oh, green. She's had that dress for a while. It's um, you can find it if you go really far back on her Instagram. Yeah, I, I had a feeling it was. um like I said, there is she's back. There's no reason to waste money on a entrance look oh, again. She also she only had a hot minute, so they finished right. filming season two, which obviously she didn't get to go back for, but she was prepping for in November, and then they went and they had to start prepping for season three in February. So she only had two months, Insane. and that was lockdown. Insane. So who's making money in lockdown? No one. Exactly. Um, so the poor gal, she only got a hot minute between. So. Yeah, so as we mentioned, she is green. Um, I do love a good vintage wig and blonde. Um, the hat matches the dress. I think it's put together. But, I mean, overall, for what we were used to for an entrance look, it was a bit underwhelming. But she's already made her first impression. She doesn't need to try as hard. Oh, my God, no, absolutely. People are just happy to see her again. Exactly. Um, I'll give this look a boot, but 
I still love Veronica Green, so. I mean, so, yes, I, I would agree. The audience was 43% to 57% boot. Okay. Next up, yeah, not too bad. It's all right, boys. Kitty don't bite now. Now she's been fed. Um, oh my god, oh my god, you guys. Um, it is actual fan of the podcast, Kitty Scott Claus. I I love Kitty so much. I've worked with her a million times. She was at one of my very first drag performances way back when. Um, and she's just hilarious. She's the funniest thing. Um yeah. Uh, yeah. What's going to be fun is tracking how long it takes Rue to understand her name because it took me a very long time, and once I did, I fell over. Um, oh, I was like, brilliant. "That's funny. Yeah. It's br- so funny." But she is twenty nine from Birmingham. Birmingham. She sings, dance, acts, lip sync, hosts, does comedy. AKA, she is a drag queen. Yeah, I mean, she does all those things. She has a theatre background as well. It wasn't really touched on in the in the show but she does have a theater background um and she's a she's a very talented human and exactly what you saw on tv exactly is exactly what she's like in real life <laughs> I, yeah i i can tell she she's fun so her look is by fancy boy london hair by katie beam and styled by dakota schiffer nails by lunar nails and i want to give a shout out to maddie parks for the photos I mean, maybe we'll see a lot of them all season long if he keeps shooting with kitty wink wink um I knew the reference immediately. I knew it was Elle Woods. Um, I think this is a good first look on the show. It's fun. It's campy. Um, and it shows off her legs, which I'm definitely here for. Um, I, I liked it. I, I'll give it a toot. Oh, I loved it. Um, I mean, I was a really bad gay and I didn't get the reference straight away until I saw it on Instagram and then she put the thing. And I was like, oh, of course. Um, but I thought she was just a really camp air hostess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but no, I, I got the reference eventually. Uh, um, no, it's really camp, really camp. But she loves a bare leg, does Kitty. She loves a bare leg. Bronzed. Um, whereas yeah. I believe drag queens don't have knees. I want tights. <laughs> That's fair. That is definitely fair. So two or boot, where are you going? Oh, two, two for sure, for sure. The audience was 63% to 37% boot. Is it me or am I the only one who's like, here's a production of Wicked that no one asked for but secretly dreamed of? It was completely Glinda and Alphaba, and I have to believe the producers did that on purpose. Oh, no, 100%. 100%. I think someone put um, a meme up on on Instagram or something with being like, um, um, what's the first line of loathing? Um, Oh, I can't remember. There's been some confusion coming here at Shiz. It was exactly that. Yeah, I mean, it worked. But Kitty loves incorporating pop culture references into drag, which makes me super happy. I love pop culture references. Did I know any of the impressions she did? No, I'm a dumb American. So that went straight over my head. Okay, so the first one was Cilla Black. I can't, I don't, I can't, I know the second one, but I can't remember what it was. So Cilla Black, I don't know if you know her, she um, used to have a, a show called Blind Date. And mm-hmm. there was this lady who went on pretending to be something else. And actually she was a journalist trying to like get an inside scoop on the show. But Scylla found out, let her go on the show. And she was like, ladies and gentlemen, she's actually a journalist. I can't do the accent. Um, and like called her out in front of everyone. And it was iconic. Um, but yeah, so that's what that reference was. Gotcha. I, I, I'm here for it. Uh, she tells us that she is in a drag group called Gals Aloud alongside Cheryl Hole and podcast guest later in the season, her. She'll be on later in the season oh, recapping with me. Um, Veronica's eye is on the prize. Kitty's here to win, to slay and camp it up. 
I'm I'm excited. I think Kitty made a good first impression uh, walking into the workroom. They brought oh. her in at the right time because she had commentary for everybody. Oh yeah, no, she won't shut up that one. So uh, <laughs> she was a great early in because you get all all of the commentary. Well, next up, the river is here. Come take a dive. Uh, Manila Luzon just found a wig she wants. She's ripping it straight off of River Midway's head. What a cute, adorable boy out of drag. I had no idea. Yeah, I, um, I've only met River recently. Um, I know they've been doing wigs for a really long time. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been following them on their wig account for a while. Um, they're very talented at wigs. I look at what they do with them and they're just so beautiful. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really cute little entrance, actually. Yeah, she's named herself after Kent's most famous river because it's full of shit, just like her. I thought that was hilarious. Oh no, we, we um, love the name. Yeah, and she says she hasn't been in the scene very long, um, but she's another young one. Uh, this this cast had a lot of young ones, and I was like, oh, yeah, hey, want to suck the youth so out of them. So young and so yeah. So her look, hair, and nails are by River. Earrings by Fairly Odd Shop. The hair is fun. It does give me Manila Luzon vibes because she is known for that black and white hair. But she paints stunning, beautifully. I love her paint. Oh, yeah, for sure. Although I will always say, like, it's very easy for the boys that are very pretty underneath. I mean, like, he has a very, Mm -hmm. or they have, I don't know their pronouns out of drag, actually. They have... um, very feminine features so they're very lucky whereas some of us yeah. do not <laughs> so yes they do paint very nicely but also they they were blessed with dainty little features so it's true um i do love the color combination of that soft blue and the orange they pair very well together um is it going to be like the most memorable entrance look probably not but i think it was a good first impression yeah, I love the Rosie and Jim comment from Kitty. I thought it was hilarious. Do you know who Rosie and Jim are? I did my research on that one. That one, because you straight up told me what it was. I got. I went to Google and found it. Um, it's a British kids show. With it puppets. is. And they're, and they're terrifying. Hair the wall, like the scene. Yeah. Those yeah. puppets were terrifying looking. Um, I would have nightmares. <laughs> um, the look, I, I'm here for it. I would give it a toot. Yeah, no, same. Definitely a toot. Audience, 80% toot, 20% boot. They loved it. Veronica asks if she is a singer, and River says she likes to sing. Same me, too, also. Um, River wants to be underestimated, which is a very good thing to be on Drag Race to float around. But uh, when asked if she made the outfit, Kitty looks away, rolls her eyes, and Veronica gives her that patronizing, so you so. Um, So they were not going to give it a toot, I don't think. I don't know. I mean, I guess they're all trying to um, spook each other at the beginning, aren't they? Exactly. And as we mentioned, um, Kitty's comment, very funny. Like I said, she is here with the comments on everybody and I'm, I'm loving it. All right. Next up, said in a Cockney accent that I shall not try to recreate. RuPaul's Drag Race, a likely shit. It's the Danny Dyer of drag from East London, Scarlet Harlot. Um. Now, friends, we've reached the portion of the show where we see Scarlet in confessional, and I would like to start queuing steps something in your eyes because I've fallen truly madly deeply in love. Um, <laughs> move over, blue hydrangea. Scarlet is the number one twink on the planet. Ah, uh, no, uh, she, yes, she, again, very pretty, very pretty boy out of drag. Um, but, uh, yeah, Scarlet's camp. She's proper cockney. She, she. I first met Scarlet out of drag when she used to do my sound for me at a venue in Soho. Um, oh, cool. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so she's she's very talented. She can do all sorts of stuff with music. Um, and also just a very, very pretty lady. Very, very, very pretty lady. Very, very, very pretty boy. Um, so listeners, you know who my my crush for the season is. And I personally think the most beautiful boy in the history of the Drag Race franchise. And I know <laughs> I'm the minority there, but that's okay. I'll, 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 I'll do a ranking podcast of the hottest guys of Drag Race. But she is bringing her acting skills and her amazing two octave vocals. I'm sure that's a um, code for we're going to hear it at some point. Uh, yeah, I just know what, probably. I don't know. I can't remember what they all do in this season anymore. It's been so long. So yeah, uh, I, I try my best to avoid spoilers, but sometimes they just like literally go into my DMs. I'm like, stop, let me watch oh, them. Peace, please. Oh no, I'm terrible with any program. I love spoilers. Chuck me a YouTube video with all this. I love it. I don't know why. I just even, and then I watch it. And I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't known that. But then I don't know. I'm terrible. I will, I will say like uh, when, it, when Drag Race Down Under, that, 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 that little show, um, I, I had seen the initial spoilers and then never looked back and then watched the show and realized how off they were. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be great. Art Simone's not getting eliminated. And then Art Simone got eliminated. I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> they got me there. But um, Scarlet's look, hair styled by vodka, look by British Retro, cosmetic work by Dr. Motox. Um, I have noticed they all love uh, giving Dr. Motox a shout out. They do. If they you got to flaunt it. I mean, if they must be on some sort of a discount. Um, there has to be. There has to be like a group okay. discount there. Yeah. I mean, I go to someone else for my work, but <laughs> so I'm not listen, there is, there's nothing wrong with doing a little work. We haven't even gotten to the 90 year old who has done more work than probably oh, no. everyone in the I, cast. I've only got a little bit of Botox, just, you know, a little bit. I know Fella. <laughs> I'd look like a duck. That's so her look, it's very subdued for an entrance look, but again, wow them later. Um, I read on uh, Instagram that she was fully convinced that they were going to do some wild photo shoot, that she was going to get flung around. So she's like, I don't want to destroy anything. It yeah, makes I sense. If you're a fan of the show, you know. Oh, yeah, you know, you know. I mean, what one year they put them in water tanks. Like, I don't know. I right. I would definitely be wary of wearing anything that I cared that much about. Um, yeah. Just because, like, I don't want to go in and then just, like, absolutely wreck this bit of drag so like when i saw some things other people were wearing i was like i mean they were lucky it was just charades but i <laughs> yeah otherwise i would be like can i i'm sorry can i get dressed before we do this exactly <laughs> wear, a, wear a little hair turban and a dressing gown and then you can do whatever you want to <laughs> exactly so she i like the ginger hair the leopard print is a good combo it could be some from like some revival of little shop of horrors sometime in the future um, yeah no, it definitely could. It was, yeah, it it was a little simple for me, but it was still cute. Yeah, it was. I think the only thing that I was missing was a, like a necklace or a collar or something to mm. break up. Um, but she really, uh, another one, paints yeah. beautifully, has a killer smile. Um, and I can tell she's going to be a fan favorite. But also for me, um, Scarlett is blonde. Like every time I've seen Scarlett, yeah. she's been blonde. So like, I mean, good for her, like, you know, branch out, do what you want. But I don't know, I feel like your entrance look is when you're going, this is, what I, I look like. And mm -hmm. I don't know, it was it was lovely, but I just, I was like, oh, she's not blonde. It's not, exactly. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that. Um, it's a very safe look. I'll give it a very safe toot. Yeah, very safe toot. The audience is basically in the middle, 55% toot, 45% boot. 
River asks where everyone is from. Scarlet says East London, born and bred, and she does mean bred at least a couple of times. Um, and now this is not going to be the only time she's going to refer and admit that she might be a bottom um, in this first half of the episode. In the words of Priyanka as Miss Cleo, call me now. <laughs> she says that Scarlet is that pretty side and Harlot is the gritty cockney side. She wanted to blend them together. And she tells them that her mom wanted her to give her a little signal or wink to say hello. So she screams that she's on RuPaul's Drag Race. And that will be played for years to come, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Not subtle. Next up. It. Yeah, yeah. I, it was very, very fun. Next up, it's Vanity Milan. And that's on what? Period. She's 29 years old and she can't believe she's here. She's from Mitcham, South London. Scarlet says she looks like a woman. Kitty asks what look she looks like, and Scarlet says chopped liver. I mean, who doesn't love some chopped liver at times? Um, stunning. Vanity is beautiful. Yeah, she's and she is the loveliest human you'll ever meet. Um, such mm-hmm. an angel of a human. Um, she's only been doing drag a hot minute as well. She's been doing it like a year or so. Um, uh, yeah, I've worked with her a couple of times, and she's just. A very wonderful human. So I'm here for whatever whatever Vanity does because she's just, she's an angel. I love her. Yeah. So her look, hair and outfit by Sim Adamson Design, ring by Bling 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 UK. This is Pride on steroids and Carnival on steroids. And I thought it was fun. It's a yeah. good statement. Camp, campus tits. So Sim, um, the designer of the um, outfit is her husband. And mm-hmm. he probably, I think he makes, I don't know if it's everything, but pretty much everything she's going to wear on this season, I think. Um, he must have had a lot of downtime. I, he must have just not slept, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I've, uh, I helped uh, Honey Davenport get ready for Drag Race. So I was in the room watching all of that happen and packing up. Literally, we got her to her Uber as it pulled up. That's how on tight schedule we were. I can't imagine one person designing everything. I know. It just, yeah. I mean, they don't get long. I don't think they get long enough. It's just like how you get, yeah. how you, well, the level of drag they're expecting, how you get that in, what was it, like three and a bit weeks normally? Like how, yep. how, how, how? I don't know. How? <laughs> it's just. Yeah. And it's also like making sure you have the funds to be like, here, designers, I want to support you and make me pretty things. Yeah. But. Um, over in the UK, we, because um, drag race in the US, like you can see every year it gets better. And that's also partly because there's a, a wealth of designers now that you have in mm-hmm. the States that will make drag stuff. And we're kind of playing catch up over here because this level of drag is expected. However, we don't actually have that many drag designers. So sure. it's like 12 queens going to the same six people. Um, so it, it, it's really hard, I think, for the girls when I get ready because you're, you're so limited um whereas in the state, it's like every corner you go on there's someone that can make you a dress so so true yeah i'm obsessed with the white hair with the colors in it um i wish it was a little more pronounced in the front but you know it was a really cool wig um the feather leo as i mentioned carnival realness the rainbow cape floating behind it, it, it's great um we have seen a queen or 30 wear those red thigh high pleasers nothing wrong with them um does well work well with the look um because it does balance all the red all over i I'm, i was here for it i will give it a two i'm in like two i'm in two minds it's really fun but i don't know if there's if it was a bit too much for me Fair. I, um so 
I'm like in the middle, so I'm gonna do like a really soft toot just because I like Valenti, but I wasn't my favorite. I'm not gonna lie. The audience was right there with you. 48% to 52% boot. Yeah, it was just was like right on that line. I was like, you just need to take one thing off, I think. Yeah, yeah. She will boots the house down and sell you a good show. She can do ballet, tap, and street dance. I can do none of those, but um, maybe one day I'll learn. Uh, one, once I get my full mobility back, um, my, my hope is to learn all the steps choreography, which is mostly handography, but we'll, I can start now, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. exactly. Um, Vanity tells us that her mom used to be a dancer and she is carrying the torch for her. We, we love lineage like that. Um, she's only been doing drag for a year and we learned again, as you mentioned, that her husband makes her costumes. Like that's true love. That that's kind of incredible. Um, they joke that it's basically a sweatshop, and as we've mentioned, it's probably literally a sweatshop of no 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 sleep. No sleeping. All right. Oh my gosh, it's like you're about to have one L of a day. It is L of a day. Um, I have been following her for years, mostly because of theater, probably when I was like perusing the cast of the Book of Mormon when it came to London. Um, but she is 32. She is the drag beast from Dagham East. Alyssa Edwards will be calling for her collaboration and or her residuals from that comment. Um, <laughs> she tells us that if you come to an Ella Day show, you can expect to see a flawless drag queen and you're going to be losing yourself in the performance because she's going to be singing her fake tits off. She is Polish. Yeah, she uh, she loves a corset and boobs and pads. She literally like just creates a whole different silhouette. Whereas I'm like, how can I get away with with the least cinching, please? I <laughs> I, I value breathing. So <laughs> there, and you need to breathe to sing. Oh, 100. But also, I she doesn't tend to dance in her shows, whereas I dance a lot. And if I wear a corset, mm. there's no way my legs getting up. You can kiss it. I don't have a girl's do it in corsets. Not a chance. Yeah. Not a chance. So her look is by Dylan Joel, hair by Katie Bame, earrings by Fairly Odd Shop, nails by Kaz Claus, face by Dr. Motox. Um, <laughs> I love the color palette, pink and purple in velvet. Let me feel Barbie realness. Um, the hair is quite pretty. I mean, she always knocks out great hair, Katie. Um, it's unfair. Um <laughs> The white boots with the hearts on it, not my favorite. Um, probably a little more comfortable than other options she could have worn, but let's be honest, she had no idea how I long she'd be dragged for. I love a comfortable boot. I see a girl in a stiletto and I'm like, why do this to yourself? But I don't know, because <laughs> uh, a lot of for the singing queens in the UK, we our shows are like an hour and a bit long of just us. Mm-hmm. Whereas like uh, in the lip syncing shows, it tends to be like you do your number, then you can go sit down for a minute. So like I'm all about the comfortable shoe because I know that I'm going to be yeah. stood there for a while. Um, so I always have respect for a girl that's smart enough to wear a sensible boot. And they're long, they're long days on Drag Race for the girls. So yeah, oh, absolutely. And I've, I've, I mean, I've heard, heard rumors of how this filming schedule went, but we're not going to bust that one open. I'll let Willem do that one. Um, <laughs> but I want to, I am going to say it right now, I'm very excited for the first quick drag mini challenge because I want to see her do quick drag because I don't believe she can do it. So she's so she'll perfect look, all the time. I don't know. I think she'll look the same. All right. She uses I can, you know what? I can see it. Because she uses yeah. her, a lot of her natural brow. Um, mm-hmm. So you did, the transformation of like the eye area isn't actually that huge because she uses a lot of her natural brow. If I do that, I look like a toad. So I don't. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I don't do that. I get rid of mine completely. But um, so I, I actually think it should look quite similar. I think you'll be surprised. All right. I'm, well, I'm excited. Hopefully we'll get one soon. This look, it was not overwhelming. But again, I think we're, we're, we're saving the good looks for later. I'll give it a very, very soft toot. Honestly, I love a 60s moment. So I'll give it a toot. The audience, 45% toot, 55% boot. Oh. She tells us she's been working in the West End and tours for 13 years. She says to the group, they probably know that she is theater trained and she'll send them her CV later. And we pan right over to Veronica Green, who's taking a big gulp of terror. As Veronica says, there's another musical theater queen in the house. Yay for that. Um, it was bound to happen. It had You had to give her some competition. Oh my God, 100%. I mean, there's more theater queens in this uh, cast than you probably realize. Because like Victoria, mm-hmm. she's also a theatre queen. And so is Kitty and who else? Like there are quite a few. So like, obviously they've branded those two as like the rivals. But right. um, but yeah, no, it is, it is funny. It is. <laughs> I love it. And the fact that Veronica's painted green is just the perfect little cherry on right? top. So Kitty is going to be the bitch to completely know what the editors are going to put in the show and tells Veronica that she has gone bright green. Is she green with envy? Absolutely. Vanity asks if they've ever gone in for the same part. Veronica meekly says they probably have. You absolutely know she knows they have. And Ella has been in Wicked and Veronica never got that role. You mentioned it. I think we're smelling a little bit of a show rivalry can you give us any insight on their relationship prior to the show? I don't think they even knew each other. Veronica, um, she doesn't work on the main circuit. She does a lot of like corporate stuff. So she was mm-hmm. very, she, I knew who she was, but um, she wasn't that well known before Drag Race because she just didn't work on the same, in the same circuit. So I think they would have had very little to no interaction before this. Cause also Ella hasn't been working on the scene for a huge amount of time either. She's been doing drag for like three years, but became more popular in the, like the last year. So I I don't know that they'd ever even met. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I my first introduction to Veronica was not from Drag Race, but it was from All Together Now because I'm a complete Davina DeCampo stan. So I had to watch everything that she's ever been on. Um, but yeah, it was. it's really interesting to see Veronica um, take a seat back and 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 not feel like the superstar and feel a little threatened i yeah i love it i love drama that's why it's, it's it. almost it, yeah it's 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 very reminiscent of what the producers did to jan <laughs> they're, they're, go, they're gonna break her down they are going to break her down but river asks kitty if she and ella will have a boob off and she makes reference to the cock destroyer sophie and rebecca and i just ask can we please have more frock destroyers um, I mean, I, I'm they're, they're, they are no longer a thing, are they? They've they've parted ways. The t- the girls oh, have they? Yeah, no, they're not friends anymore. So I think that that is a wonderful cultural moment that we will always have to share together. But I don't think we're going to get any more from them, which is sad because I I love I love powerful women. I think that's why a lot of us do drag is because we love that powerful female energy. Um, so I love yeah. them, but um, but yeah, no, it was camp. Of course they came up. <laughs> of course. All right. Cue the Spanish music. Don't hate her because she's beautiful. Hate her because she's an immigrant. Bow down to an excellent entrance line. It's Teresa May, future winner of Drag Race España season two or three. I mean, just put her over there. Let her be with her boyfriend. She'll be excellent television there too. 
that this this was my favorite entrance line of all time mm-hmm. like all time she wins give her the crown I don't care she just like it was just the best entrance line and Charitza was I only met after Drag Race and she's so she is really lovely um but that line was just so brilliant I think especially with the context of um all the vitriol from horrible people about you know people from different countries at the moment I just loved it to it was a big you know middle finger to yeah to absolutely holes out there it was so funny and so unexpected. I was like, this is, she's going to be good. Um, she's originally from Spain, but now lives in Newcastle. She is Newcastle's spiciest, meatiest, and silliest sausage. <laughs> she says she's going for the stereotypes of what a British person thinks a Spanish woman acts, looks, and talks like. Um, after watching Drag Race España, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty accurate. Her look, we don't have any designers listed, but... Um, I adore the, the fact that she is paying homage to her heritage with the Toreador look. Um, the hair designed to be bullhorns with the rose inside. It's hilarious in camp. It was so well done. Um, again, the red and yellow uh, paying homage to the Spanish flag. I'm sure the print on the yellow is a reference to something, but I'm not sure what it is at the moment. But this is a strong first impression. I thought she looked incredible. Her drag is impeccable anyway. So everything she does is so conceptual. Um, and I love it. Um, but yeah, no, she's just so camp. And her her like um, commentary throughout the whole episode was just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So so funny, and naturally so. It didn't feel like it was forced because sometimes people go on and you can tell they're overproducing themselves and trying to come up with one liners and blah 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 blah. And she just came across as just authentically funny. And I yeah. think that's, I think it's really warming. And I think the audience will react really well to it. Yeah, she is definitely a natural. This look is a toot for me. This is one of the one of my favorites. Oh no, hundred percent a big old a big old toot. Audience, eighty one percent toot, nineteen percent boot. She tells the girls that she's originally from Valencia and she moved to Newcastle five years ago. Why did she move? Her boyfriend's dick. Bless her heart. That's Funny. That's a perfectly good um, reason. Absolutely. <laughs> She's been doing drag for two and a half years. She started doing drag in Newcastle, so no need to be confused why a Spanish queen is in the UK competition. Um, Kitty asks how she's feeling about the competition. Her answer, she's feeling great and can't wait to win. So quick. This this is why you need to be quick on your feet to do the show, because if you got to prepare yourself for when Rue asks you questions. Oh, 100%. I feel like you have to be switched on every second. Yep. Well... The girls at the table gasp. Once our next queen hits their mark, they know what is about to happen. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. They all clear as the cheer as the entire community should. Welcome Victoria Scone to the Drag Race family, finally. She's 27 years old from Cardiff. Um, this was a moment. This was a moment that needed to happen sooner, but it finally happened. And congrats, Victoria. She, uh, yeah, I mean, I could wax lyrical about Victoria all day because we, she's my sister, basically. We started drag at the same time. Our second ever performance was together at the Admiral Duncan um, in a competition. And we both won and shared the crown that night. Um, And we've sort of just been inseparable ever since. And uh, I love her. I'm incredibly proud of her. And as you said, it's time that we had, um, you know, Drag in the, I don't know about in the States, but definitely in the UK is so diverse in terms of gender, race, everything. It's 
it's incredible. We have so many kings, non-binary performers, trans performers, you know, cisgender female performers, um, do, expressing all genders um, and variations. And obviously, you know, it's it's amazing and about time. Um, I'm hoping that it's a step in, you know, seeing more mm-hmm. next time because uh, we don't want to be gatekeeping drag. Um, Absolutely. You know, um, so... Yes, I, it's inc- I'm incredibly proud of her and I think she's a great representation of what is out there for everyone. Absolutely. She says she is probably, which I mean, definitely one of the most well-known AFAB queens in the UK. She says it's fine, weird to say, but you know what? Facts are facts. For those who don't know but should already know, AFAB stands for Assigned Female at Birth. As Victoria says, she was born with a vagina and she's still going strong. I live, I live for it. She she's gonna make fun of it, and I'm here for it. Oh, you know. And she just, also I, has, and she also has the most delightful laugh. Like that that just warms your heart. Oh yeah, no, she does. Um, yeah, no. I mean, there are so many huge, uh, AFAB or cisgendered, uh, female drag queens, um, because they are drag queens, is what they are. There, I know mm-hmm, people use absolutely. AFAB, I know people use AFAB to categorize them because it make because it makes you understand the concept. But they're just drag queens like the rest of us, um, and. You've got like you've got um titty bang you've got whole star there's loads of um delirium uh remy malia you've got loads of amazing minxy there's so many um in the uk of cisgender female drag queens and then you've also got as i said like a billion drag kings and non-binary so um i yeah i hope that this is a the, the gates opening um, yeah it's a, it's a step the look is dressed by Naomi Rachel Gibbs, hair by How's Your Head Wigs, feathers and jewels by Bling Bling UK, nails by Scarlet Allure. I don't know if it was supposed to be Hello Dolly, but I got Hello Dolly realness out of this. It was it was stunning. Like, this is the epitome of classic drag. This is what I love about drag. Um, and I do love that she had, like, a little pink in the hair to give it this, like, modern touch. She really made an excellent impression with this look. This she just yeah she we she loves Barbara Streisand does our Victoria mm-hmm. so um, yeah no she looks incredible um, big old toot from me yeah I give it a two and you know what the audience almost unanimous ninety eight percent to two percent boot so just wait we have some higher scores two percent are losers <laughs> right I'm telling you right she now is... and you're a loser <laughs> I agree. She is a camp queen. She's been performing for years. She fell in love with the fabulous dames when she was doing pantomime and wanted to be them. She shares that she is originally from Portsmouth, but she currently lives and works in Cardiff and Wales. I am now starting to watch Doctor Who for, because I don't know. I'm, I'm crazy. They shit on Cardiff. What is wrong with Cardiff? I, I say nothing. Um, it, I love Cardiff. Performing there is one of my favorite places. Um, I don't know why they do that, actually. I haven't watched Doctor Who in years, though, so I don't. maybe I didn't notice it when I was younger. Yeah, I, I mean, I just got... Um, we're starting the Donna Noble chapter of Doctor oh. Who for me. Uh, after, after her solo appearance, she's now back full-time. But in confessional, she tells us that drag means an awful lot to her. It's very emotional and important. She's going to grab the opportunity by the flaps and give it her all. Um, yeah, th- this really was a history-making moment. Um, and yeah, I, I think this is going to be important for the show and um, it needs to be celebrated. And she's an icon and I'm, I, I hope I get to see her one day. Oh, you will. She's, she'll be around for a while. Don't you worry. Yeah. As long, once the borders are like 
open for everyone. I can't wait to travel the world and see all these queens that I've watched on television. But pity the bitch that had to follow her. Um, mm. All right, Huns, whack the kettle on. She's gasping. And it literally took me putting the subtitles on to understand a fucking thing she said. It's Electra Fence. <laughs> she, yeah, she's very Northern. So I guess if you don't, um, if you don't understand the accent, it's, <laughs> I understand everything. But I guess in the UK, we're, we're used to hearing quite a long yeah. accents. She is the pocket rocket of the UK drag. She's five foot two and a bit. Um, that just sounds so adorable. Um, that, that, that's so tiny. Um, and another cute boy in confessional. She, yeah, she, she really does mean it when she's a pocket rocket. You have to watch her videos online. She does not stop throwing herself around when she (laughs) performs. Like, I don't think she has joints. I don't think she has any pain receptors. I just like, I remember the first time I ever saw her perform was with me. I was me and Vanity Milan were judging a competition um, literally the week before everything got locked down mm-hmm. um, the first time. Um, and she was in the bottom two. She shouldn't have been, but she was in the bottom two. And she literally pulled up onto the ceiling and pulled herself upside down and then fell from the ceiling into the splits. And I was just like, That's insane. Everyone, everyone, you can go home. <laughs> you can go home now. We're done. She's incredible. Yeah. Well, so her drag name comes from her touching an electric fence and getting electrocuted and landing in cow shit. We want proof. They showed us the video. I, I, I cannot. I can't believe they actually showed us the video. That was amazing. Oh, it's brilliant. I love stuff like that. <laughs> I might keep watching it. Um, it was really <laughs> It was really funny, but I love that. It, it, of course, is the BBC, so they had to put "Don't try this at home" because you know there's some idiot out there who will try it. Um, I'm a fan of her, but this look, uh, no designers listed. Woof. Um, it's plain. It's a basic cat suit with a very flat neon yellow wig and some change lock included. I'm not sure what the inspiration here was, but this is like maybe just like a walk around look, but this is drag race and yeah, it's expensive. Then you want to save your money for the other looks, but um, no, this didn't work. It just, I like those elements could work. It just, it, there was just something missing. I don't know what, I think it just needs a zhuzh. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not my favorite, probably probably my least favorite actually. Um, yeah, but she's camp, but it's uh, yeah, yeah. Probably, it's gonna have to be a boot, but I do really like her, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I agree, I, I'm, I'm there with you. It is a boot, I do love her. Audience wasn't feeling it either, eight percent to 92 percent boot. Whoa. So, yeah, did, did not make a good first impression. But once again, she tells us she is five two, uh, she can get on the bus for free, she can get on roller coasters now. Um, and I also bet that she can shop at the kids department and save lots of money that way. Oh, I bet she's got, a, I bet she's like a, a size five or something in the UK as well, which means she can fit into any shoe. I mean, I can fit into yeah. a woman's eight, which is like the largest a woman's goes up to in the UK. Mm-hmm. If there's a nine, that's like, whoa, um, I can fit into an eight, uh, but they're hardly ever in stock. And so I'm not as unfortunate as the guys with even bigger feet, but I bet she's like a size five. So she has no problems. Yeah, absolutely. That just dawned on me. How hateful. <laughs> <laughs> so Ella asks if this is a signature Electra look, and she says, well, kind of. 
Uh, she says she likes to look slim, skinny, and tight. But she says she has fun camp and loves to get her tits out on a Sunday. Vanity tells us that Alexa throws herself around like nobody's business, as you alluded to already. Um, she drops from things, and I really want them to install something just so we can see her drop from something. Oh, I don't care I, uh, what they need to do. Yeah, please, just anything. <laughs> um, yeah, just don't break your hips. That when we get to the lip sync, that my body hurt watching that. Oh, again, yeah. like I said, does she have joints? Does she have pain receptors? I don't think so. Yeah. Electra does say that they all smell amazing. Um, and according to Ella, it is Red Bull and shame. Yeah, checks out, checks out. All right. Well, the queen of the pyramids, pyramids has arrived, but she ain't no Giza. It is Anubis. Um, the, the English Egyptian queen of the UK, um, I'm going to say now she has gorgeous eyes. Oh, yeah, no, she's gorgeous. Did you get the Giza joke? Mm-hmm, I did. I got that one. Okay, good. I, I, that, one, that one made sense to me. Um, I, I know there are definitely people listening who are like, what? It's okay. It's fine. Listen to it a couple more times. You'll get it. But, um, this look, the colors are there. The dress is continuing to pay homage. Um, she seems to paint a little older than she clearly is. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I guess it depends on your aesthetic. I, she doesn't, I guess what you... What you might mean is like, so Crystal, who is also the same age, paints how you expect a 19-year-old these days to paint. They all sure. have that, that um, very, I guess, snatched aesthetic. Um, whereas I guess um, Anubis paints a little bit more cartoony. Yeah, that's yeah, so, that's that's um, that's a good analogy. Yeah, yeah, she's it's not like rough. It's 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 very clean, but it's more like mm-hmm. defined shapes, I guess you'd say. Which I right. which I guess is something you expect from the from the older queens, maybe. But I know what you mean. Yeah, she, that's fair. Also, when you talk to her as a person, she just you don't think she's nineteen. She doesn't come across right. As 19 definitely, definitely an old soul. Um, yeah, I mean, someone who I always say like paints older than they are is like Cetergine, who is. Mm. like in her 20s still or early 30s and she paints like she's 60 something years old oh yes there, there are plenty of drag queens <laughs> here who i thought was honestly 80 and they're like in their late 40s and i was like oh who who who's that now i'm not gonna tell you <laughs> is it myra dubois no but that's another one yeah she's uh yeah. much younger out of drag than than you'd think when i made that realization i was like Damn! Okay, that's acting. Good acting. Um, Anubis's hair, I'm sure, is a reference to something Egyptian, and I wish I was more more cultured and better at this than I am. But uh, I thought the hair was really cool. It was definitely a cool statement. I don't think it is a reference. I think it's just a big old pom-pom wig. Um, But yeah, gorgeous hair. Really gorgeous hair. Um, She also looks very tall. She is very tall. She's very tall. She's like six four or something she's damn put her next to electra <sighs> well did you not see them in the in the well spoilers oh, <laughs> but like yeah. it's just like oh, complete opposite yeah. um i like this look because I, I, I for me if you pay homage to your culture i'm here for it i'll give it a two. Oh no i thought it was really gorgeous i love the colors i love yeah i thought it was a massive toot for me the audience wasn't here for it 38 percent toot 62 percent boot um i, I think I you're wrong but I don't get what yeah. they're looking at. Neither do I. She says she can sing, she can dance, she can act, she's a triple threat, uh, she can do comedy, and on the odd occasion, she can. She likes to whack out a few one-liners, except in confessional, because she was asked to do it, she couldn't do it on the spot. Um, 
She said odd, they heard old, and then reveals that she is 19 and the entire table screams back at her. Even the, the young ones scream back at her. Um, I'm looking at you, Scarlett. You're still very young in my eyes. Um, she says she wants to bring a fresh take on drag. She wants to be a young campy performance queen. And I think that might have been the downfall. I don't know. This is a weird, weird episode for Anubis because we didn't get to know her at all. Now, I, w- I always liked it in the series where they nobody goes home in the first episode. Yeah. I always like it. I think um, it just means you get to know everyone. Everyone kind of gets to settle down before before the madness begins. And it means that, I don't know, I just like it. I think it's something nice to do. And also the girls, they've spent so much money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the person who goes home first has spent, well, obviously not the same, but like will have spent the same amount of money ish as the person that wins the crown because you go there with all of your costumes. So I always feel like they should at least get two, you know. Exactly. I know I fully, fully agree with you because, again, like you want to show your looks anyway on Instagram. So you're going to be paying photographers to shoot your looks too. So yeah. you're still going out money. But Next up is Sex on Legs has arrived as Crystal Versace and she invented tits. Um, when you want to make a first impression, do this. Oh my God, this was incredible. Now, I don't know the exact filming schedule. I know we mentioned it before, but how did she have enough time to do a full boy beat for confessional each time? Oh, I don't know, but I, I don't know. My confessionals, if I ever got on, would literally be me look with like looking like a turd with spots all over my face. Like, hi, I just woke up. Um, I don't know how no, she did you, it. You, you will be on. I've been pushing that for a while. Like, that's my fantasy. So it's going to happen. Oh, thank, my fantasy too. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, on I mean, it, like literally since since season one, when like I would at the end of the season, like, who do you want to see on in future seasons? My first answer has always been you. So oh, it's, it's going to happen. Uh, well we'll see season 27 um but um no I, I thought it was she looked incredible she looked insane yeah. that hair whip when she turned around I was like I think the whole gay community just had a heart attack and died but yeah. um I didn't get her like uh her her open tagline so much um I didn't really care for it but she looked incredible but I don't yeah. know if I don't know if that's a young thing I sometimes think when they've got the really young queens on there they are incredible at drag, but don't necessarily know themselves yet. Um, Absolutely. Not, not that I know myself, but like, do you know what I mean? Sometimes I think it takes a while to figure out what's what's funny coming out of your mouth, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm making words. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I think that really makes sense because, I mean, we don't want to call it branding, but you still need to know who you are as a drag artist to be able to say their proper words. And, and like I, I, we already said it, Teresa said it, it the right entrance line. That yeah. was exactly what you do. Um, Crystal didn't do that with the words. She did it with the look. Um, but she also says she's been, she's been watching since she has been 13. So she is of generation room, no designers listed, but the category is red. Everything is red. It sparkles. It's puffy and it's perfect. And she knows how to put a look together. I mean, going off the outfit, I would guess that was probably Bang London that made it because that's Bang London makes a lot of her stuff. And yeah. that looks. I know they did the um, promo look. Yeah. yeah, it's very typical of Bang London. Um, it was incredible. I I don't think you can put. There's no flaw anywhere, head to toe. Yeah, I literally my notes say flawless. Um, I'll give it a toot. I love it. Oh no, hundred percent. Big old, big old too. What did the, the audience, did they love it? 
93% to 7% boot. Oh. I know. I was like, okay. Okay. Scarlet, I'd love to know why. I'd love to know why. Yeah, me too. Maybe I'll have to ask some of the people. But Scarlet says Crystal is like a walking filter on Instagram. Um, I have also heard from Maddie that she literally looks like that in real life. Oh. Like, perfect. Yeah, no, no. It's She's she's a walking doll. It's I look at her face, I'm just like, do you have pores? Like yeah. she she's another Dr. Motox, and he has done some wonderful <laughs> work on her. Yeah, well, Scarlett says it's not fair and she wants to punch her in the face. And I'm like, really? Kettle black. Come on, you're perfect also, but okay, fine, fine. Crystal also reveals that she is 19 and just kitty can't stand another one. <laughs> Two 19-year-olds back to back. Vanity, with a smart pointed question tonight, asks if she's an Instagram queen, and Crystal smartly says she wouldn't say that as to not pers- put herself in a box because she loves to perform. Very good answer, because we, we, we've seen the downfall of the Instagram queens on Drag Race before. Yes, we have. But not that it tends to do too well. Yeah. She does drag because she can let go and blossom into a goddess. She appreciates the older queens who have set the way, but she is the next generation of drag put that on a potential winner's edit because that's the thing that Rue likes, the next generation of drag. That's that's the tagline in your set. Next up, and last but certainly not least, here's Charity. Don't adjust your screens. This was not an odd mix-up that put Jay Julie on Dragula and Charity Case on Drag Race. She's really Ah. here. Um, She's 24 years old. She is demonic, demure, and delusional. She's also got some 70s rocker hair, and it's a mood. Charity Case is all of her wet dreams and all of our nightmares. She, people know her. We, this is not the show we thought she was going to be on. I really thought I was going to be Dragula one day, and still could. We've now officially have a crossover with Jade Lee. Um, but damn, she's 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 incredible. She's amazing. Um, I think what's interesting is because like I wasn't shocked to see that kind of drag because I'm used to seeing that kind of drag. Sure. Um, on other shows and in the UK, but I would love to have been in a room where it was all those like straight girls that only watch Drag Race and then just like be like, what's happening? Um, because it's just, it's not what they're used to. Um, so that would have been hilarious. Um, but no, Charity's mm-hmm. camp, Charity's like next level drag. Um, yeah. Obviously it's very stylized, but like the attention to detail, I mean, that's why she has so many followers. Like it's, insane the the level of drag and the fact that they've been at that level for what at least three four years and they're only 24 yeah is just you know it's it's incredible it's so incredible so i'm i'm glad to see that uk drag race is um not only putting obviously different genders on but like shaking up um people's perceptions of drag because yeah yeah I mean, for, for the U.S. drag, like the, the, the kookiest we've got is like Evie Oddly and Crystal Method. That's, that, that's, that's drag. And then, I mean, and then season one, you had Crystal and, and oh my God, a hairy queen. This, this is alternative drag. And I'm really optimistic that Rue and Michelle will appreciate it the way they should appreciate yeah. it. I mean, I think with, like I said, oh, the scene over here is so diverse and probably in the States as well. And I think it's time to... Um, move away from what we've been looking at as a typical mm-hmm. lineup. Like, I think my the lineup should visually, before you even know about their gender, should visually be very diverse in terms of like aesthetic. And I think sometimes yeah. they can be a bit homogenous. Like, you'll see some seasons and you're like, how are you all different? You're all the same. So, exactly. 
it, it, I love I love that this is being included. This look, mouthpiece and taxidermy mice by Bekeneko Be- Designs, dressed by Joe Lang, feather headpiece by Trassy Planets. This was a first, and we love it. We love a spoopy queen because Charity is going full tilt here. That makeup is incredible. Um, I, I really, really, really enjoyed her look. Um, and there's a story to it. Like, there is definitely a, a story behind it. Um, I love that she's giving you the beauty. She's giving you the glamour with the Victorian gown and then just completely gores up with the zombie realness. It, it, it is refreshing. And you know what? Spooky season is officially here. I know. I love it. I'm here for it. It's Hall- It's literally Halloween month, nearly. Exactly. Like next week. Um, I, I will absolutely give this a toot. Oh, yeah. Big, big old toot. Audience, 89% toot, 11% boot. Losers. She has a hundred thousand, over a hundred thousand followers online, which is a thing that n- needs to be said because that's how we judge the world. Apparently, she has been in Vogue. She's performed in Tokyo, New York, Milan, and Paris. Uh, she says she's been doing drag for five years, and drag is an escape for her when she is going through tough times. Veronica was going to ask her her drag style, but she can tell it's glamour. Look at Veronica being cheeky. Um, she is a performer, a singer, dancer, actress, zombie, and all-around dead bitch. And those are our queens. I think this is a really, really fun buzzin'. Yeah, I have mixed feelings. Um, I think they could be more diverse. Uh, Absolutely. In um, Absolutely. So I find that frustrating because I can name a million drag queens mm-hmm. or drag kings or, you know, performers of color, like just... There are a million other people. And not to say these 12 aren't deserving, because they are, but I do think it's a shame that they couldn't make the lineup a little bit more varied. Um, right. But I think it'll be camp, and they're all lovely. So, you know, there aren't any nasty ones there, really. So this will That's be fun. That's always an important thing. Well, the alarm sounds, that can only mean one thing. Production is shut down once again. COVID outbreak. No, I kid. Just a very terrible joke. It is Rue. Um, they all run over to see the the video and poor Victoria has a stool attached to her and is literally dragging it across the room. No one helped her. No, they all just left her. Like, well, the, the, the race has started. They're like, you can, you can right? do one. I feel like, I feel like that's a metaphor for drag in general, leaving Victoria behind. <laughs> oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> no, she, no, it was, it was funny, but. Mother has arrived, and of course, her first message is going to make reference to UK, hon, um, because that changed the world. Rue comes out, starting off with a very simple purple suit. Uh, I love tracking what our hosts wear. Um, for those who listen to my Drag Race Holland podcast, know I critique Fred very hard because those denim jackets are not going to cut it any longer. <laughs> and then when you're Supreme Deluxe in España and you literally each episode do the pride flag, that's how you do it. But Rue comes out and Scarlet wants to reach out and touch Rue, but she knows if she does, he'll get a restraining order on her. Swap out Scarlet with Michael and Rue with Scarlet. Say that sentence again. And that's probably my reality one day. Um, <laughs> also, Scarlet Harlot did see my post about her. So that is a thing. And World of Wonder saw it also. So I am expecting a restraining order. So check back next week to see how we're, we're faring. But Rue welcomes the queens to the Drag Race UK and bring on the internet trolls. She gives them a rundown of what the winner will get, the title, and starring in their own series produced by the producers of the show. I I know it's the BBC rules. Really, really silly. Um, But 
where's Lawrence's show? I mean, congrats on the book, but where's the show? Well, I think I don't know because only he only won six months ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that's that's fair. Um, so I don't know. I guess because also travel to the US hasn't been allowed really. That's so fair. that's that's valid. I hope. It, I mean, whatever Lawrence does, it'll be absolutely hilarious because Lawrence absolutely. is absolutely. Yeah. Um, Rue says there are two ways to tell how a person is by looking in their makeup kit and dirty shreds. I have seen Rue um, play dirty shreds on many a talk show appearance. Um, for those who don't know how to play dirty shreds, just replace one word of a famous movie, book, or title, TV show, and replace with a dirty word. For instance, Richard III becomes Richard the Turd. Um, have you ever played dirty shreds before? You know, I haven't. I've never played it. You but it's that's a logical thing to play. Yeah. Well, you know who doesn't know what this game is? Theresa May. Um, great way to start the season. <laughs> Good professionals. Uh, she sure did. For this week's Maxi Challenge, there is no photo shoot. They are going to play a rousing game of dirty charades. Was this silly? Yes. Is this a great icebreaker to like relieve all tension? Absolutely. This was a fun idea. I liked it much more than I think the the previous two seasons warm ups with the tags. Yeah, the other photo you shoot. You really just, get to know them. Exactly, and also you give them something to work with. Like I think the one with the heads, where you have to come up with a pun. I think the pressure to come up with something funny on your first day. I think I'd probably certainly do something terrible, and everyone would be like, yeah. "Oh." Whereas this, I guess they they give you something to to there's something to do, and I think that that relaxes people like you said it warms you up yeah and i mean i would love to be the writer in the writer's room who got to pick the titles though some of them were a little dated and i think some of the queens were like i don't know what that reference is oh no some of them will not know what a tale of two titties is and they won't know like <laughs> tits a wonderful life they won't know what those things are yeah all right well let, let's go through it a little bit group one is ella bidet Theresa may scarlet harlot and kitty scott claus um Please note that Rue has not yet understood the pun of her name. Just wait till she does. She's going to fall right over. Kitty puts her hand in first and gets Judge Booty. She keeps touching her bum, and this is her first chance to impress Rue, and the girls are just not getting booty. Teresa does not know how to play this game because she guesses finger your asshole. Only on the BBC. I love it. (laughs) It is when the gavel is portrayed that she even doesn't speak the language, but she's the one who got it. Scarlet, her word is blue balls drag race. No, it is not pooey balls drag race, but come on, Theresa May, you got another one. Ella gets brave shart and uh, leave it to darling Scarlet to get that one. Theresa probably had the most difficult one of the group in Raiders of the Lost Oss. As Dear Scarlet says, another one pointing at her ass. She's on a team with a bunch of fucking bottoms. How is that going to help her? It's a room full of bottoms. They're drag queens. I mean, it's to be expected. Absolutely. Um, but once again, it is Scarlet who gets it right. Group two is River Medway, Vanity Milan, Electra Fence, and someone called Veronica Green. How do you think these teams were made? Was it literally just how they were standing? May I don't know, actually. Maybe. It's not because it's not even in their entrance order. No. Um, no, I reckon they were all just stood in a line and they just went, you fall, you fall, you that, fall. That, make, that checks out. River gets the Sperminator and they all love synonyms for jizz, but Vanity is the one who finally gets that one right. Veronica's is the curious case of Benjamin Bumhole. 
I believe this is one that Rue has used on talk shows before. So I had like known it, but she tells the girls that it is five words. But one thing Veronica apparently can't do because she can do a lot. She can't count. It is six words, love. Six words. Well, we're going to skip right over her and go over to Vanity, who gets Oklahoma. It's Electra who nails it. We're back to Veronica. Still a mess. Back over to Electra, who is sleeping with the enema. Vanity gets this one once they figure out the title. And now we're back one more time to Veronica. She's got it now, right? Yes, because Electra saves the day. This was shady editing, but also hilarious. But also, I think that might have been the hardest one out of all of them. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And that's why I mentioned, like, Rue has done that one on talk shows before, because I guess it's just one of her favorites, but it's so obscure. Like, it's how do you describe the word Benjamin? Like, button, I guess, is easy, and and bumhole, but... No, I agree. There's no button. There's no button. Oh, my goodness, I'm getting lost. That's bumhole. Um, It's hard. I'm tired. It was (laughs) a hard one. (laughs) Now, final group is... Anubis, Charity Case, Crystal Hachi, and Victoria Scone. Charity's clue is Robocock. Um, she loves showing that wanking gesture. It is Victoria, who doesn't even like cock, who gets it right. Then Anubis gets Tits a Wonderful Life, and that seemed easy for Anubis as um, Victoria is able to get it. Crystal has Mary Poopins, and she is showing us all how to poop once again on the BBC. Rue is laughing as they are way off, but she's still pooping, and Charity finally gets it. And finally, Victoria Scone, who Rue does not get her name still and will not get at all this episode. Um, her clue is A Tale of Two Titties, and that was a little easier. She, she was able to nail that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Rue has not got that it's Scone as opposed to Scone. Nope. Has not. Has not got it. it again, <laughs> when I finally understood it, I was like, this is good. Yeah. I, yeah, it, it was... I, I, I'm on delay also. But you would think someone on the production team would have, like, alerted her to it uh, also she watches all of the um i, I was just like the, the top 20 i think uh, audition tapes or whatever to pick the people so i i don't know if victoria explained it but i'm sure she must have explained it in her uh, yeah tape. absolutely the game is over it is fun um but it's time to reveal the maxi challenge but first rue wants to show the queens that the pit crew also work as slave labor to polish the rue peter badges that was weird in the choice and i did not quite get it well i think it's because they couldn't have the brick crew there because it was in lockdown gotcha. um, so i think they were trying to reference the brick crew but they couldn't be there i reckon you just say they can't be here <laughs> right well i mean after watching drag race holland and they had one uh, mini challenge with 16 um pit crew members i was like are there rules to the lockdown in amsterdam i don't know <laughs> Well, the Maxi Challenge, they have to deliver two looks on the runway to help get them get to know them better. Category one is Queen of Your Hometown, which we've seen the previous two seasons. And category two is My Favorite Things, which is basically a free-for-all of do whatever you want. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I love Queen of the Hometown. I think that's one they should yeah. keep forever because I just think uh, it's really interesting. And I mean, I've always had ideas of what I would do if I did Of course. It. No, you don't, you don't have to reveal them, but oh I mean, gosh, you have no. ideas. But, you, um, you know what you're going to do. I think if anyone got on and there wasn't that one, everyone would be like, are you joking? I've been dreaming about this one forever. I already know what I'm going to wear. But yeah. um, wait, wait, they'll cut it in season four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> no, Graham, Graham, Graham mentioned it in his uh, critique, so they have to keep it. They have to be able to have someone be one. I think it's a brilliant way to introduce everyone. And the yeah. UK is like, we have so, like, for, for such a small nation, we have so many uh, identifiable things. So I think it's really interesting. And it's interesting to see people's takes on things, as we will see later. I, yes. Uh, for me, I really love it because it's me getting to learn about the different parts of the UK. I don't think we would be able to do it here on US Drag Race because, I mean, obviously everyone comes from New York. Um, and, like, we don't have as much pride in our hometowns as I feel like you all do. Yeah, I guess because we, you know, America isn't a very old country. Um, yeah. It's still very young, um, whereas the UK is ancient. Um, <laughs> so we each village kind of actually does have its own very rich history. Um, like yeah. what, I'm from a place called Winchester, which is the old capital. It was the very first capital of England. Um, and so like there's like a wealth of things I can do with that. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's why we've just got really old history. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is now time for the station claiming release the bags, get those stations lassies. Uh, Ella completely face planted. She just tripped. Oh. Um, I bet she was hoping they did not keep that in the show, but. Got it. Like she, she wears so much padding, she wouldn't have felt it. <laughs> um, Electra is there to smack Kitty's wet titties because um, choices. And then we get an actual real life conversation and question posed by Anubis asking Victoria how she feels surrounded by a gender different to hers. Anubis was very careful and respectful how she worded the question to Victoria, but she laughs it off and says she's used to it. She's been doing drag in theater. She's used to changing in front of people. Frankly, my dear, she don't give a damn. I think that was a good answer. And you knew it was going to be a question that someone would have on the internet. So let it be one of the sisters who asked that question. And I think uh, it was handled pretty well. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we we get dressed in, I'm sure it's the same in the States. You go to some bars yeah, literally, or sometimes literally, like where they keep the beer kegs. Like it's yeah. So um, yeah, we we're used to getting dressed in very confined spaces with people that stink a bo and all sorts. So you know, who cares if there's a boob? Who cares if there's a willy? We've seen it all at this point. <laughs> exactly. It's now time to see who's behind the paint. Ella notes that Crystal looks different out of drag. Um, so so far we'd seen in drag boy beat. When there's no makeup on, Lord, that is a 19-year-old child. <laughs> I was like, youthful, very youthful. Crystal will reveal that she has had chin, nose, cheeks done. She shares that there is a stigma with surgery, but she loves her face. But for drag, she wanted more to work with. I like that answer. If you want to accentuate what mother gave you, go for it. But if you can articulate why you're doing it and give an answer like that, I have mad respect for you Um, because she's right. There is a stigma against it um, because I I feel like most drag queens are quite beautiful out of drag. And I'm like, you don't need anything done, but if it's going to enhance the art, I think that's a really good answer. No, go for it. I mean, it's not, I I personally wouldn't love that aesthetic on me, but like, if that's what makes you happy, then who am I to... Exactly. I mean, I got some Botox just around here just to get just to smooth out some of the lines because it does make makeup a lot easier. It really does Mm -hmm. make your makeup so much easier. You get a much smoother finish. So 
even though I wouldn't go that extreme, I can totally 100% relate to why you would want to do that. Absolutely. Veronica notes one of Charity's hair pieces and she's obsessed. She made it herself. I feel like we're going to be gagging like Veronica gagged, but it really is going to be up to Rue to be impressed. And we're going to have more on that later because Charity is not thrilled. River and Vanity chat about who is Team River back at home. She shares it's her dad, sister, and boyfriend, and then reveals that she lost her mom to COVID. This is for her, and she is grateful for having a supportive mom who bought her heels, tried on wigs together, and she'd always be there at her gigs. And we love to see that kind of thing. She brought one of her mom's outfits with her. It is a two-piece suede number. But we learned that she passed away two weeks before River got the drag race call, but she knew she had to do it. I thought this was a really touching moment because while Veronica was the pers- personally the first queen affected by COVID, River is the first queen on the show to lose a family member to COVID. And this is going to be a real story in that we're going to hear on shows to come for many years. Um, yeah, so I thought I mean, this was really touching. It's really touching. And like, just like good for her for like holding it together like that. I don't know that I would have been able to do the same like yeah so you know props to her for powering through but I know what she means when you come from a really supportive family like you want to you know that they'd actually probably be annoyed at you if you mm-hmm. if you you know miss an opportunity you know um absolutely so good for her. Good for yeah her. I, I mean I lost my dad not to COVID but during COVID and that, that's oh, all that's definitely thanks it was that's that's gonna be a whole nother story saga soon but um yeah, it's definitely hard because, I mean, I don't know her situation, but we never got to say goodbye. And, and, but I know like if an opportunity like this came, my dad would have absolutely made me do it. So yeah. I, I, I'm here for, for River and sharing that story. We're now moving over to Elimination Day. Victoria leads the pack in with Kitty on her back. Um, I'm so glad she did not fall. <laughs> um, that was, that was funny. As Scarlet ties a kerchief on her head, Electra calls her Dot Cotton, and she jokes back, more like Dot Rotten. And I know through my extensive research, this is a reference to a character on EastEnders. Well done, um, and, <laughs> and we also kind of had that reference last season, so I, I, I'm, I'm keeping track. But I love learning about British television. Teach me more. I'm here for it. Veronica feels good to be back. She doesn't have to prove herself this time, but Kitty says no one will underestimate Veronica Mean this time, you cocky slag. I love it. She's she's gonna poke fun at her all season. Um, if no one else is gonna be mean to her, it's gonna be Kitty. Are they are they good pals? Um, again, I don't know that they interacted that much. They definitely know each other, but I I don't know if they've been in shows together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Actually, sorry, I'm not very helpful there. No, that that's okay. Like that's what's always exciting for me. It's like see what the producers want you to see and then you find out like who actually oh yeah each other because uh, the, uh season 13 of drag race i knew the new york queens very well um and it is true olivia and rose never really interacted i did not know the drama between tina and rose i thought they were like good judies because they had like the same circles no nope, oh, i love it when did. When yeah, you, they when did come not like each other yeah, so I'm always here for like the behind the scenes stuff. And like, I always love going through the Instagrams and be like, oh, who's tagged with who, when, how long ago? Those are always fun. In this edition of Mirror Talk, Teresa and Vanity talk about love. Vanity is married and Teresa has a beautiful boyfriend, as we learned. 
Um, and I'm just still waiting for Scarlet to really know that I exist. But by the end of the season, I'm sure that'll happen. So Teresa says they have been together for eight years, but he just got a job in Spain as an English teacher and she's in England working from home. She hasn't seen anyone living and working from home. She's shares that walking in the workroom and seeing everyone, it was an overwhelming because she realized how she missed people. Friendships and good relationships are so important and it hit her hard. And I fully believe it. I've been stuck at home in New Jersey for since February due to like a back and nerve issue because I haven't had full mobility to walk and I haven't really interacted with people. And it's been so hard. Like, honestly, the only way I get to interact with people is through the podcast. And I'm so grateful to have that. I, I can't imagine like just how overwhelmed Teresa was just walking into people. Oh my God. I remember the first time we came out of lockdown and I was, I went to a gig. I nearly had like, I'm not a very anxious human normally. I only had a panic attack before I went in. Cause I was like, there's going to be so many people. Oh my goodness. There's going to be so many people in one room. And I went in the room yeah. and I was so overwhelmed and I got home and I was just like, I need to just disappear and sit down for a minute and they not exist mm-hmm. because it was just like, it, it, I don't think we are aware of how much we are used to human contact. So it, like, yeah. Oh, it was mad. Yeah, I mean, I think the pandemic really established the importance of relationships and and human interactions. Um, And Teresa gets a hug from Vanity, and she says it feels nice to hug someone. I say it now, crown Miss Congeniality to Teresa May. Give give it to her now. She is so cute. I love it. I love it. She's so, so lovely. And we love lovely queens. I think people think that the industry is really catty because of what they see on TV. But and and I get that a lot from uh, mostly straight girls. They're like, "Oh my god, is it like really that catty in real life?" And I'm like, "No, everyone's really nice." Yeah, I'm not really, they all think it's bad girls club. But like, obviously, there are dickheads. But you get dickheads in every line of work in in every workplace. It's but true. most of the time, we just want to be friends and hang out. Yeah. <laughs> well, well. Speaking of catty, it is Miss Kitty and her claws who's going to be the bitch to ask it. Who's going home first? Um, no one is worried, but it is time to walk that runway and just show how legendary they are. Um, yeah. How could anyone be worried about going home first? There, there was nothing to base it off of yet. Well, no, exactly. I mean, I guess unless you know everyone there, then maybe you can like be like, oh, maybe I'm not that great. Yeah. But I don't know. Also, like we've seen in the past that the judging isn't always... Uh, Good. aligned Accurate. with your own thoughts um, yes. <laughs> sometimes they make left of centre decisions and so I don't think especially in the first episode I don't think you can call it because you just have no idea which way the wind is going to blow that day facts well we're on to the runway Rue struts out in a stunning purple and black dress I was here for it I think it was good luck um, we got Michelle Visage who shares that her hometown look would be to pay homage to Jersey in the 80s, which would be hairspray, condoms, and Molly Ringwald. Good I don't know who that is. You'll have to explain that to me. Molly Ringwald, uh, uh, 16 Candles. Um, she, what other movies she's been in? She was in a bunch of the Brat Pack movies of the 80s. Oh, okay. I don't know any of those. That's an American yeah. reference. It's lost on me. Yeah, that's fair. That's, look at that. I love it. I'm here to teach too. Um, <laughs> We're all not Michelle Visage. I would have a different hometown look, but I'm not a drag queen, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> then we have National Treasure Graham Norton and the hilarious Ross Matthews. I mean, Matt Lucas. Rue just gave Ross's intro line to Matt Lucas. I love Matt Lucas. I wish he was a, a permanent judge on the show. I think he's really... So I won't tell you which judge I think they should get rid of, but I do have my opinion. Yeah. 
But um, but um, not because they're not nice, just because I think they're a bit boring. But um, I love Matt Lucas. Matt Lucas is a very funny and very lovely human. So I like it. Well, for those who don't know, um, it is Vicky Pollard from uh, Little Britain. Um, everyone saw Ellie Diamond do that impression for Snatch Game. Um, and for those really dumb Americans who can't place the face, Bridesmaids. Remember? Yes, he plays Rebel from- Wilson's roommate and, oh, and Chris yeah. and roommate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, I've forgotten about that. That's so funny. Yeah, I, that is still like the one part of that movie that I'm like, I don't understand how this works with any of it, but the two of them are just stupid funny. <laughs> so funny. I love it. It's so stupid. Well, for look one category is queen of your hometown. And we're not going to do toot and boot. We're going to play, we're going to change the wording a little bit. We are going to play hometown crown or hometown frown. Okay. <laughs> All right. Starting off with a Victoria Scone from Cardiff. Uh, no designers listed at the moment. Um, wow. This was camp and she, she's a dandelion. This was such a cool drag concept and expertly executed. The colors are spot on, blends into the pedal perfectly with that neck piece. Her beat just brings all the colors together. This was yeah. magical. This was the right person to start the runway with. Oh yeah, um, it was it was a daffodil. Um... That, that's you're right. I messed it up. You're right. <laughs> so I the, had in my notes. That's right. The daffodil is um the the national flower of Wales. Um, so like the UK is the rose, Scotland's the thistle, Ireland's the shamrock, Wales is the daffodil. Good to know. Uh, yeah, so she came and she looked incredible. I mean, it was so camp and larger than life, which I'm always here for. Um, and like yeah. you said, it's just all the details were there. It was just perfect. Michelle loves that she's in the competition and loves the big presentation. She came out in a yellow daffodil. See, I had in my notes, just wrote her on <laughs> once. Graham says she was bold and arresting and feels bad for season four as someone will have to dress up as a leek as they are running out of Welsh things. That's like the national vegetable. <laughs> um, this is a hometown crown. This was a uh, knockout. This was just oh. the right way to start the season. 100%. Like this whole night has been a huge crown for her. But yes. How, how did you know the audience was 100% hometown crown, 0% hometown crown? Yeah, because everyone's on board. Right. <laughs> Next up is Kitty Scott Claus from Birmingham. Look by Bang London, hair by Katie Bam, nails by Lunar Nails. Uh, her look is an homage to the birthplace of British chocolate. To an American eye, didn't immediately get the reference, but as far as the look, I'm ready to unwrap it. It's fine. It's fun. Um, we're used to seeing her as a buxom blonde, but the brown is a nice contrast for variety and diversity for the season as a whole, uh, because the last thing you want to hear is Michelle saying, change your hair color. Um, it's an easy, safe look to start, and I would like some chocolate. Yeah, I mean, there's so much more she could have done um, mm-hmm. with that. I didn't get chocolate. I mean, I know that she's referencing Cadbury's um, yeah. with the colours, um, but I don't know. I just think there was a different silhouette I would have gone for because it's very similar to the next one, which is difficult because you know you don't know that they're going to be paired together. Exactly, exactly. But in my head, I think there could have been like more exciting silhouettes to have gone with that. And of course, like um, the last Birmingham queen we had was something Wong, who really knocked it out of the park with that hometown look. Um, Yeah, I think this was okay. Not my favorite. I'm expecting better as the season goes along. Um, Maybe it's a bias, but I'll give her a hometown crown. Just be nice. I'll give her a little, a tiny tiara. (laughs) All right. The audience, (laughs) they're not giving her a tiara. 33% hometown crown, 67% hometown frown. Um, 
Hell of a day. Rue finally got the name. One down. One down we got. Uh, Dagenham. No designers listed, but she's paying homage to the brave women of Dagenham who stood up for their rights. We love a little bit of history. Uh, the look itself is very mod and has its hints of camp. Blue wig, not my favorite. Maybe is, is that like a town color or something? Not sure why we went there because it kind of looked like a shake and go, which is not... Cute. I think it was meant to maybe to just look pop party in 60s because it's a 60s yeah. reference. So I think maybe right. it was meant to just look like the, like a reference to the art of the decades, I guess. That's fair. Yeah, no, I feel like as far as storytelling on the runway, I think Ella will wow Rue every week. She certainly knows how to be an entertainer in that regard. So I think that's going to be her saving grace every week. Um, I do appreciate that she stoned the hell out of that dress. Otherwise, I don't think Rue would have appreciated it. It, this is the thing, like, for the reference she was making, it was absolutely perfect, but it just mm-hmm. was, uh, uh, it was fine. I agree. I, I'm going to give it a hometown frown. I was not in love. I'll give her a little tiara. I'm just being horrible and going for the middle. That's not even an option you've given me. That's fair. But, that's fair. Uh, but, like, yeah, no, I for the reference, it was perfect. But in terms of, like, over, like, in the world of drag, meh. Yeah. Audience right there with you. 49% hometown crown, 51% hometown frown. Next up is Anubis look by O. Renette, hair by Florencia Wiggs. What is with this challenge in handicapping queens from Brighton? It's like a fucking curse. Two seasons in a row. Honestly. Um, <laughs> what they're going to do next season is they'll have another Brighton queen. They'll make sure she's in the bottom two. And then the question will be, will she break the Brighton curse? And then right? she will. And she's thrilling. Um, oh, my God. There we go, producers. I've already written episode one for you. There you uh, go. I mean, she's paying tribute to the Helter Skelter ride at the Brighton Pier. I love the whimsy of the look. The colors are wonderful together. The cone hair is fun, shaped like ice cream. Um, it, it, you Google the Brighton Pier and the Helter Skelter, she got the colors there. It's definitely there, and it, it's whimsical like Anubis is. So in that respect, I'm here for it. I loved it. I love this look, and Florencia, who did the wig, is amazing. She's an amazing wiggy, and uh, yeah, no, I I loved it. Big old, she gets a crown. There we go. I'll be nice. Yeah, what you are. Uh, Graham oh. really enjoyed the look. I did too. I'll give it a hometown crown. Sixty-two uh, percent hometown crown, thirty-eight percent hometown frown. Next up, River Medway. Medway, look by Navia. Hair by River. Earrings by Fairly Odd Shop. So she dressed up as Thomas Waghorn, who we have learned is often found with a traffic cone on his head. I'm a little triggered because like traffic cones are like a special inside joke between me and my best friend who ghosted me, but I digress. That wig is fucking cool. Um, If you look at the reference, she definitely feminized the statue, but the garment is quite pedestrian. Whether created on the spot or not, the shuffle was brilliant. And this is how you meme yourself on episode one and capture the heart of the judges and the audience alike. That was hilarious. Oh, it was brilliant. It's going to be like Tia on the typewriter all over again. Uh-huh. Um, I, yeah, no, I thought it was brilliant. I thought, the, like you said, the, the wig was brilliant. She could have just put a cone on her head. Um, mm-hmm. But she, you know, she made it out of hair, which is really smart and really funny. Yeah. Graham says it's hard to do the runway aside from walk up and down, but she found something else to do, shuffling and pointing. Michelle asks if it's meant, if it means something. She tells her that she's representing a statue and that's how he poses. So she's being a statue. Michelle calls it ridiculous. Rue says she could watch it on loop for day's end. And don't worry, folks, it'll be on all the socials by the end of the weekend. All day. It's the wig and it was the presentation that I'm going to give it a hometown crown. Like, I wish it was a different garment, but we're going to remember it. Yeah, we're going to remember it. I've definitely seen worse dresses on the runway. So 
I'll give Absolutely. it a so. Audience, 79% hometown crown, 21% hometown frown. Crystal Versace from Kent, look by Fancy Boy London, faced by Dr. Motox. We're going to shout out Dr. Motox all season long, I have a feeling. She's wearing a green leotard with plastic leaves. Normally, Michelle would be freaking out, but not with that face. That face was perfection. Uh, she's going for the Garden of England realness. Somehow, Crystal made this a fashion-forward look. Um, I think it's good and safe. She's lucky she had two looks this week. Um, not the better of the two, but this was still good. It was still good, but I, when I first saw it, I was like, wow. And then the more I looked at it, I was like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It was just like the opposite of what you want, really, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was good. I like the shape. I like the construction. But I think that they're... I don't know, maybe if the fabric the, of the leotard was patterned or something, just to like... Otherwise, yeah, it give just, it dimension. Like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. She's still looking great, though. So, yeah. Michelle said she came out in a green leotard with an ivy made of plastic, and it was amazing. I'll give it a hometown crown. Yeah, a soft one, but, you know, a crown. The audience, 85% hometown crown, 15% hometown frown. We have Veronica Green from Rockdale. No designers listed. Um, the stakes for Veronica are sky high, and she's a mouse. Duh. No, that was not the reference. Rat, 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 rat bite fever? No, not the reference. I love Veronica, but um, as a fan, this was not it. This didn't work. Um, she says she's being the cotton mills of Rockdale. If you told me this was a design challenge after she and Crystal walked out back to back, I actually probably would have believed you. <laughs> I probably so would have believed you. So, do you know if I was if I was Veronica, I honestly would have just worn the same dress I wore last time. Right. And just been like, I've done it already. Here it is. Because Rue would not have remembered. Like also, I'd be like, you asked me back again. It's the same thing. I've only had two months to prep. <laughs> Suck it. I'm wearing the same dress. Like <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, it, again, the stakes are so high for her, and I feel bad in that respect, but it didn't work. Um, not my favorite. It's a hometown frown. Yeah, I, I love her, but yeah, I'd have to agree. Audience, 18% hometown crown, 82% hometown frown. Next up, Scarlett Harlot from East London. She No designers listed. She is representing the pearly kings and queens. Like I, if you didn't immediately know the reference, pearly kings and queens adorn their clothes in pearls. Like, full out the way drag queens rhinestone the shit out of everything. Uh, Scarlet has taken this and made it quite seductive and elegant while giving a Queen Elizabeth I face and hair. Um, it's very elevated and polished. Um, could she have gone full camp? Easily. But I do appreciate that she's going to start with a little bit of a fashion element. What did you think? I really liked it. Um, I think the face could have been stronger. But um, I the outfit I thought was lovely, and I love the references. Um, I love the pearly kings and queens. I think they're just, as you said, they're just so camp. Like they are drag, but yeah. not drag. It's just, it, yeah, they're super camp. So no, I loved it, and um, the wig was amazing. The hair was mm-hmm. lovely. Michelle loves that she came out as a pearly, but she did it her way. I'll give it a hometown crown. I was here for it. Yeah, same, same. Audience: eighty nine percent hometown crown, eleven percent hometown frown. From Burnley, it's Electra Fence. No designers listed. In Burnley, they are known for the coal mines. She's paying homage to the Pit Brow Girls, the first female miners. Just a quick Google search, and I didn't see it. Um, I appreciate what she's trying to serve, but it needed to be a lot bigger and a lot more elevated. Um, I can tell she's a queen who likes to move, so I think a lot of her looks are very likely lip-sync ready, but playing defensive... 
rather than giving a stunning look is a very major risk for drag race. Yeah. And also you kind of know with this runway, it's always going to be in the first episode mm-hmm. and that it's always going to be a look based episode. So I think you can afford to go ham on the aesthetic because you know, that's what their focus is on that particular sure. episode. Um, it was fine. It was just, um, yeah, I don't know. It could, it wasn't elevated enough for me. And I imagine, I think there's a lot more you could have done with that, with the theme of a minor. Yeah. Um, I mean, if this was um, All-Star 6 uh, blue collar runway, she would have gone, been safe. It would have been fine. Oh, yeah. um, but didn't work. Michelle wanted her to go bigger. Graham wanted her to pop more. It's a hometown frown. Yeah, no, I agree. Audience, 21% hometown crown, 79% hometown frown. Next up, Vanity Milan from South London. Hair by Hair to Please UK. Look by Sim Anderson Design. She's got the Brixton box braids, the green and yellow to represent Jamaica, and then postcards. Um, but this is a reveal, and I think that was fabulous. The Jamaican flag color mesh dress is sexy. I would love to see that like fully rhinestoned. Oh, it was gorge. I loved it. I loved the reference, um, especially like in that part of London. Like the culture there is so strong. So I, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Absolutely. And I love Vanity. She could do no wrong. <laughs> yeah. It was a good look, good first impression. Uh, hometown crown. Same. I agree. 74% hometown crown, 26% hometown frown. All right. Theresa May, Newcastle, look by David Moss, Jules by Crown Jewels UK, hair by Florencia Wiggs. I thought she would do Valencia, Spain, but she currently calls Newcastle home. So good on you doing that one. She's paying homage to football, as in Ted Lasso football. Uh, jokes, I'll keep them coming all day. Um, Newcastle footballers are called magpies because they wear black and white and that's what she's serving. Um, she got the black and white for a referee reference as well. I really do love the attention to detail, including the rhinestone football purse. Um, uh, it's fun and campy. I think very well done. I think it was exquisite. I loved it. was one of, I think treats in general was like my, one of my favorites for the whole episode. Yeah. Um, and I thought that look was amazing. I loved it. Hometown crown. Oh yes, definitely. Audience agrees. Hometown crown, 72%, 28% hometown frown. And finally, in this category, we have charity case from Lancashire. No designers listed, but I'm assuming charity probably made it. Um, a rose by any other name is a monster. She is serving you Dragula realness once again. Uh, don't worry, we got a third of Dragula realness coming down the pipe. This is so different from any queen on the season or the franchise. She's telling exactly who she is. The glamour is there with the dress and the gloves and the stones. Uh, and like she turns that face into a monster face with the terrifying teeth. If this was an alien on Doctor Who, I would have believed you. It was so campy. Oh, no, it was everything Charity does is just not with us. It's not on this planet, is it? Um, and nope. I love it. I love it. I think it's, um, yeah, very strong. Very, very strong. Hometown crown for me. Yeah, go on. Audience, 100% hometown crown, 0% hometown frown. Go on, girl, get right. it. Second category is my favorite things. And in honor of this runway, we are going to play a sound of music or a sound of boozik. Come on, puns. <laughs> All right. Victoria's gone. Afternoon tea. No designers listed. Um, she's giving us another high camp look. It's so fun and absolutely Lee Bowery. The reference is so there. Um, there were so many ways you could take this, but using like the Delft print made it really feel expensive. 
the giant finger sandwiches helped make it campy. The top of the headpiece did look like a Teletubby a little bit, but we stand the Teletubbies. I'm here for it. But she knows her body and proportions this entire look so well. It This was incredible. Yeah, no, she's, her silhouette is insane. Like, just like absolute hourglass. And I like you said, I think the the shape of the, the trays really like accentuated mm-hmm. all of that. And it was just incredible. And the makeup was amazing. And she has my heart. So, yeah. What was it? Yeah. What was this on music? Is that what I'm saying? Sound, sound of music. It was uh, my favorite things. We're, we're, we're going with the, uh, the song title. Uh, yeah. Gosh, that took me a while to get, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, definitely sound of music for that one. Michelle calls the look fantastic and loves the little finger sandwiches and the china pattern. Matt says she's made a fantastic impact on herself and the show and says both looks were well executed. Ruth says her outfits were breathtaking and she's excited she's here as she is breaking ground. She asks her her favorite part of the challenges and Victoria says she made it herself and she and her girlfriend made her finger sandwiches. I thought that was really sweet. We love, we love it. Your sound of music. I'm sound of music. The audience sound of music, hundred percent sound of music, 0% sound of music. So I clearly Victoria won this episode hands down from everybody. Katie Scott Claus, ABBA, no designers listed. Um, are you even human if ABBA isn't one of your favorite things? Instantly iconic and recognizable. Is it on the safer side? Absolutely. Did it suck that she came after Victoria? Absolutely. Um, I also just need to point out that the editors left in some false information in the confessional when Kitty says if they were around today, they'd be knocking at her door to be the fifth member. Well, they are around today, so maybe they'll give her a ring ring. (laughs) I, yeah oh god it was it, it was it happened didn't it this look at it, it did ha- happen um it was a choice um uh, she's already making fun of it that she was um does your mother know does your mother Teresa know I like I it, it was a choice yes uh yeah let's yes it was not my favorite thing it was no. yes it was not my favorite thing there we go that's that's no, the thing no. Um, but I, she, looked I, she looked nice. She did. She did look great. Um, it, it is the sound of music. It's not it's not the best, but it's, it's a very okay. quiet. It's a very quiet sound of music. Yeah, like background sound of music. Yeah, the audience twenty eight percent percent sound of music, seventy two percent sound of music. Ella of a day, pride, progress, flag. No designers listed. Ella and the amazing Technicolor Pride flag. Um, this will get a lot of use out of Pride next year for all the Pride gigs. Mm. Um, it's quite beautiful. I love when you get to share visibility with the world. The hair is pristine, exquisitely styled. I love the pastels in it. It's an easy concept, and I would have loved to know a little bit about her more via this runway, but for what she showed, it was well done. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about the design that I really didn't love. Um it's tricky, I think, because there's so many colors on the Pride, on the Progress Pride flag, as there should be. Um, yep. But I don't know. There was just something about the aesthetic that I didn't love. I don't know what it was. I can't put my finger on it. I just like the design. I didn't adore. Um, I don't know why That's though. Right. Maybe I'm just be- maybe I'm just being really critical. I just didn't love it. Um, and I don't know. Obviously, it was lovely, but I sometimes think gestures like that can be a little performative um yeah which is why i would have loved to even if it was music at least i'm learning a little more about you 
yeah I just why is that your favorite thing or are we doing this because we want to make ourselves look good which might be a mean thing for me to say because maybe she maybe it's her favorite thing but I don't know I'm always a bit skeptical if that makes sense I agree I'll give it a sound of music Uh, yeah okay it was very clear yeah, the so audience, great. 83% Sound of Music, 17% Sound of Boozik. Anubis, Sea Creatures, Look by Ornette, Hair by Style by Vodka, Gloves by Ida. Um, oh man, this did not read where well, poor thing. It really is a dress with an ending on it. Um, the wig is whimsical, but it did not become the focal point because the garment was just so weak. Um, and even the ink on the face didn't read because he didn't go up to see it was a squid. Yeah, I mean, so the photo she's posted on Instagram now, she has these incredible mm-hmm. gloves that go with yeah. it and she's got rid of the net and it kind of reads more as just a squid, which I think would have been a much stronger choice. Obviously, mm-hmm. like, you know, should have, would have, could have. Um, you know, we, hindsight's always a bitch. But um, yeah, I mean, what she presented on the stage, though, I, I, the wig was incredible. When you actually looked mm-hmm. at the wig, it was insane. And and it's so wonderful, but I agree that the the netting and I think maybe even if she just not put the netting on, I think it would have been better. I think the netting highlighted so. how simple it was, whereas she could have gone even if the the netting was the cape, I think it would have been okay. Yeah, it was just being on the front looks like an addition as opposed to the look. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But yeah, the wig I would like to have on my head. So absolutely, that was fun. Uh, Graham calls it "Mum going to a dinner dance with a crochet shawl over an evening dress." <laughs> Michelle finds the look basic. It's a sequin gown with a net. She's not in love with her makeup here. Uh, Matt would have wished he could have more of her prettiness. Rue asks her her favorite part of the challenge, and she says she loved putting everything together and re- represented her in Brighton. It's a sound of Boozik. Oh, I don't want to, but yeah, probably. The wig gets a big old sound of music. Yes. The rest gets a, a sound of boozik, yeah. Audience, 20% sound of music, 80% sound of boozik. River Medway, music. Uh, no designers listed, but this is a very, very weak look overall. I do understand where you can see music with the treble clefts and such, but music is so broad, it needed to go further. Blue and red is a good color combination, but this is more of like a walk around look um, than a day one drag race. And we know how Rue feels after about walk around looks after berating Tia Coffee last season. Um, hmm. Yeah. Um, I just found simple. like with her and Scarlett, like you could, my favorite things is you could literally choose anything. And I feel literally, like it's, it's like when you ask a little kid, like, what's your favorite thing? And they go, I like me. It just feels a bit like that. I mean, valid. We all love music, but I don't know. Even if you could have picked like a genre of music and like, right. do you know what I mean? Like I love musical theatre, so I'll come as a, a red curtain. I don't know, yeah. something like... But, At least there's a story behind it. But music is just so like... what do you, I think you've shot yourself in the foot with that one because it's so broad. What do you, what exactly. do you wear? Exactly. Graham was excited to see what was next, but this was not amazing. Michelle doesn't know how it says music to her. Matt says if she didn't have the notes, he wouldn't have known how it represents music. Rue says there were a lot of things wrong with it, so if she did the scoot with it, it just maybe would have been okay. Uh, Not a sound of music. It was a sound of Boozik. Yeah. 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 Audience agrees. 17% sound of music. 83% sound of Boozik. Crystal Versace. Cats. Look by Ben Mock. Face by Dr. Motox. Um, 
Now, are cats one of her favorite things, or does she just have this impeccable look in her closet and repurpose it for the runway? I don't care. It is stunning and gorgeous. Um, she snatched. That waist is not there. I don't Where know how she does it. Like, her body's... I mean, she is, like, the tiniest, skinniest human you've ever met. But, um, uh, yeah, it, it was it was beautiful. I, again, like you said, with the cats, though, it was a bit like, I like cats! Um, but uh, But the look was... The look was lovely. It was, and she looked yeah. insane. I think it was a very different take. I mean, she could have come out in a black cat suit with a tail and some ears and some whiskers. So exactly, you know, at least it was. It was definitely a very. Um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Elevated um, cat. Yeah, the headpiece was stunning. The le- red glove accents were dynamic, and the collar. It, everything was so well done. This is a great first impression. Michelle says wearing her favorite color, AKA leopard and loves the uh, accent with red gloves. Graham loves. She showed them who she is. Very fashion. Matt said he absolutely nailed. She absolutely nailed both looks. Rue says both looks were really good. And she knows the proportions. She calls her young and ahead of the game in her career. If Rue says that, that's someone to keep an eye on. It's the sound of music. It was great. Oh, for sure. Easy peasy. Audience, 95% sound of music, 5% sound of music. Okay, we're going to stop shitting on Veronica Green because I really do love her, but computer games, uh, no designer listed. Um, I think this was playful and fun. I know there are a lot of gamers with a Y out there, and this was a nice tribute to them. Neon green hair is different, but pairs well with the blue jumpsuit. Rhinestone controller is fun. She made a bold statement on the runway last season. This was safe. Not her time yet this season. No, I didn't hate it. Um, it was it was a real lovely reference. It I I definitely got very like eighties from it, which is which is mm-hmm. always fun. Um, I don't know. I would have still loved to have seen her in a heel. Um, yeah, like I I get why she was in a trainer, but like there are so many trainer heels out there. Um, yes, there are. So I don't know. Not that everyone you know, not the drag has to be one thing and everyone has to be in heels, but also I don't know. Put on a heel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, it's a very soft sound of music. I, I full, fully, fully agree. Um, I'll give it a sound of music as well. The audience will not. They were 31% sound of music, 69% sound of boozik. Speaking of music, Scarlet Harlot, no designers listed. Um, <laughs> it's fun. The 80s are a good reference point. She is very dynamic when it comes on comes to putting on a character for the runway. I do think the detail of the wire from the cassette player was exactly what was needed to help make it a cool look. Her beat, though, under the lights was a bit pale, and I do think it may have been like a first-day discovery of how you look under TV lights. She may have to adjust herself a little bit because she did get a little washed out. Um, but, I mean... Tina Burner's been doing it forever and she had to adjust her face for TV. So it happens to everyone. You kind of, I think you have, when you want to go on TV, you have to warm everything up a bit, I think. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I think if that cable, the wire had not been on her dress, I think she would have been in the bottom because like, absolutely. that was a really camp moment. And it was what, like you said, it's what the outfit needed. But um, yeah. Yeah. Michelle says this, this says music. It's really fun and delivered it well. Matt loves the cord going around the leg. She's giving him Cindy Lauper vibes. Graham calls her the Meryl Streep of season three because they're such different looks. Her whole energy was completely different. That was a stretch. Um, Rue loves the look as it's Whitney's. I want to dance with somebody. So we're clearly going for nostalgia because they love nostalgia. It's a very safe sound of music. 
same same i didn't i didn't love it in the same way the judges did yeah um audience same thing 54 percent sound of music 46 percent sound of boozik Electric Fence, her favorite thing is her birthday. Um, also to me as well. Um, my birthday is January 20th for anyone who may have forgotten. My next birthday ex- actually is a milestone birthday. So whoever is throwing me a surprise birthday party because it is my company birthday, I love you and I'm so excited for it. I'm turning 35 and Bobby, Bobby, yeah. I really, really want to see company on Broadway. You know, just, just saying people, just whoever wants to buy me tickets. Okay, now to Miss Fence. Um, I think it was really nice of her to pay homage and tribute to Sister Sister with the blue mouth and red lip. <laughs> yeah. The, oh my God. Yeah, of course. I mean, I thought it was really camp. It was definitely like a different choice. Like there's a theme. Yeah. I, which I really enjoyed. Um, but there just was something missing. Um, and I, that's, yeah. I, I'm never a person that tells someone what they should do with their body and drag, but I thought if you haven't got boobs, if you're not putting boobs in, I think the waist needs to be, nipped in a little bit um and I just think it was very square and I think yeah you know you do you your body's your body but um I don't know I think if the if the silhouette was more extreme then it would have made it would have looked a bit more elevated yeah I agree I mean she is ready to lip sync I feel like that is what both looks gave us is she's giving you the challenge but she's also ready to lip sync should she be put there um, I think this was cute and fun. It was a good contrast from her first look. Is it enough? That's tough to say. It really was nice color palette. The pigtails were very baby, baby spice. Um, I, I agree with you about the body. I think that is probably what the next critique is going to end up being. Yeah, I just it just needed something. Matt thinks this look is wonderful and out of Willy Wonka's nightmares. Michelle says she came out out over-sugared in need of a nap and it was really fun. Rue tells her it's more than rhinestones, but it's getting into uh, peek into her mind and make it more and make it drag. I don't know. I don't know. I'm right in the middle there. I'll give it a sound of music to be nice. No, I'll give it a boozik. There you go. Audience, 54% sound of music, 46% sound of boozik. Vanity Milan doing homage to Estonia. No designers listed. She's got the Estonian flag colors loud and proud. It is a nice tribute to her husband's home and where she spent part of her life. Um, The look is inspired by the swallow. So that's where the feathers come in. I don't love the white Leo because it is, it's only there present for the color story. I do think having the blue body harness really assisted to break it up, but without it, Oh, this would have looked like a diaper. Um, I am very in the middle of this one. I love her. I'm just not wowed or blown away by it. I don't know, I really liked it. And I love those colors on her. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I love the reference. Again, I, I love that she went for something different, you know, something out of the box. Like you wouldn't expect yeah. someone to be the country. Yeah. So um, if just... someone asked me to point to Estonia on a map, I would fail miserably. <laughs> somewhere around Europe somewhere there you go um yeah I I'm I'm right in the middle of this one uh I do probably lean a closer to sound of music but uh it it was it's a safe look yeah yeah I'll give it sound of music I I enjoyed it audience 57 percent sound of music 43 percent sound of music Teresa May art um suit painted by Teresa um I don't know if you remember that Spanish art runway on Drag Race España, but this would have fit in so perfectly. 
Uh, I adore the colors on the jacket and that pencil skirt. There is so much fun and whimsy to this look. And thankfully, that bright yellow hair is paired well with the yellow on the garment. Um, this was really a good episode for her. Yeah, I don't. I do not understand why she wasn't in the top three. It, yeah. I just don't understand. Like both her looks were just so impeccable, and the art one was probably one of my absolute favorites. So I don't. I don't understand. Justice for Teresa. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I loved it. I really loved it. A big old sound of music from me. I agree, and the audience is too. Ninety-four percent sound of music, six percent sound of music, and finally we got Charity Case Freak Shows look by Charity. Uh, once again, if you told me this was in her wardrobe already, I totally would have believed you. Uh, this is Christmas clown nightmare. It is terrifying. And again, Dragula ready and probably better than most of the Dragula queens already. Uh, there is such a story to this look. I think there is so much detail in the mask, in the headpiece. I wish she carried it down into the dress a little more because that was easily the weakest part of it. But that being said, the jack of the box with the glitter penis, it was there for Rue. Yeah, I mean, I, I know what you mean about, like, the dress, but at the same time, I guess, if there was too much going on, then would the top been have been so impressive, if that makes sense? I don't know. That that promo look, there was so much going on all over the place, and that was That's one of true. the best things ever. But no, I, yeah, th this was so, so good. Um, it is Sound of Music for me. Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. Audience was 89% Sound of Music, 11% Sound of Music. Music. Rue Calls, Kitty Scott Claus, Ella Viday, Veronica Green, Vanity Milan, Theresa May, and Charity Case Forward, as they are all safe. That leaves Victoria Scon, Anubis, River Medway, Crystal Versace, Scarlet Harlot, and Electra Fence as the tops and bottoms. I think you alluded to it. I think I agree with you. Do you agree with this placement? No, I uh, I think that Scarlet should be swapped with Theresa. I agree. That's it. And then. Oh yeah, I don't know. The bottom three I do agree with, but I do think that um that Kitty was very lucky. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're gonna have a little bit of an untucked junior, as I call it. Vanity is glad she is safe. It's better to be safe than sorry, but she is topping from here on out, and she has not said that in a long time. Charity has mixed emotions. She's revealed she's not in the bottom, but she pulled out two looks she's really proud of. Kitty, who is clearly going to be the production pet, knows it is time to ask that question. Who is in the bottom? Vanity says Scarlet. And Charity thought her second look was a bit simple. I found that interesting because the judges didn't agree with that at all. I love it when that happens. <laughs> yeah, because when that they come backstage and, and they're wrong, they're like, what? Um, Teresa hopes... Uh, Charity thinks Victoria was major She's serious competition And Teresa hopes she will share some of her sandwiches Because she is starving She's going to be such good entertainment I am so here for it But we get the Moby Bottoms coming backstage Scarlett wants to share that they loved Victoria She says you, you can convince yourself You don't care what people think But once you get those comments from Rue It's validating And Victoria was validated she asked Veronica if she sees a difference this time, aside from people being nice to her. And that's all that she gets to say because we just move right over as Scarlett reveals that she nearly cried. Charity is surprised she's in the top. No harsh feelings, but she finds it simple while the others pushed it further. Welcome to another rivalry this season. I think Charity and Scarlett are being set up for something here um, because they have two such different types of drag. 
um and you don't put that kind of edit in if you're not going to tell us something about it later so that's my prediction there um anubis thinks she got the worst critique but Electra thinks she's got her beat and just rue wasn't feeling her drag Electra thought some of the queens weren't a threat she was completely wrong everyone is a threat river knows they hate her outfit and none of them know which of the two of them are going to be the bottom we do get a little moment where Anubis gets upset because she felt choked up on the runway and she couldn't find her voice. It may be a dress with a net over it, but for her, it's her dad as her last memory of him was taking her to an aquarium when she was 12. He died when she was 16. Do you think that would have changed anything on the runway if she was able to share that? I don't think so. I mean, obviously, like, it's really nice to know why people do things. Um, but I guess that as much as that's lovely, it's not really related to why they didn't like the outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously I think it would have been lovely to, for her to share some of herself on stage with people um, but I don't ultimately think it would have made a difference I feel like they've made their mind up at that point yeah, I, know they I, agree. The, I know they talked to the girls about their outfits and everything but I think at that point they've already decided who's the bottom three you know the bottom three and the top three and yeah. whatever well Veronica tells whoever's in the bottom they have to turn it out Rue has made some decisions, and for the first time in Drag Race history, the top two queens will lip-sync for the win, and the bottom two queens will lip-sync for their life. Okay, fine. It's the first time in history that they do it together. We've never seen the two combination. Fine, Rue. Semantics. But Rue sends the bottom. Scarlet is safe, which lands Victoria and Crystal as the top two. Do you agree? Uh, yes. I do think that Teresa should have definitely had a look in, but um, yeah. I do think that's a very strong top two. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm controversial. I think Teresa should have been in the top two with, with Victoria. There we go. All right, there you go. You're not alone. I had a couple of people message me about that. So it, it, it is, people are saying it. So Rue sends the bottom to the back and wait their fate. We have a top lips thing to do. The song is Total Eclipse of the Heart by Bonnie Tyler. What a fantastic drag song. Oh my God. Um, this is camp. This is classic. And they both nailed the turnaround. I... I screamed. I was like, this is how you do it. This was fun. Well, Victoria was literally wearing a roundabout. Uh-huh. And like, it was perfect. Like, you couldn't have picked a more perfect outfit to do that, that song. Yeah, I mean, she nailed the full campiness of the song and smartly removed the tears. It, it was very smart. Crystal was nailing the emotion of the lyrics and gave us quite a dramatic performance. Um, I've not seen a dramatic performance of that song before in drag because most queens who do it love camp. Oh, yeah, no, that's that's actually very true. I hadn't thought about it that way. I hadn't. How interesting. Yeah, Thank so you. I love that. <laughs> I love that all the other queens in the back just couldn't help but lip sync because that's the kind of song this is. Like, everyone knows it. Everyone knows the words. You have fun with it. Um, but I love how they played it off um, one another on the, at the end. Now, I, I, I there, there was um, some movements. There, there was a split and there was a knee slam and... We'll see what happens. Um, but you could see there might have been some pain. Um, I saw some face, some pain. Um, did catch that. Um, and then she definitely needed a little help that getting up, but they played it off very, very well. That's all I'm going to say on that. We'll come back next week and see if there's anything to discuss further. But in the end, Rue gives Crystal the win and the Rue Peter badge. Do you agree? No. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Fair. No, absolutely not. Um, not just because Victoria is my ride and die sister, but um, no, I and they were both very, very good. But I, I don't know. I liked the campy. I, I think Victoria should have won it. But 
whatever it's the you know it's not that they're not deciding who's going to go home so i'm not that upset about it because yeah i i agree i think i personally would have given it to victoria again because i prefer a campy version of this song um i think this was just a setup for storyline for further down in the season i i really really think crystal is someone they're going to keep an eye on so we'll see but now it's time for the bottoms river is safe leaving anubis and electra as the bottoms do you agree? Is this just the curse of the Electra lip sync in episode one? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I do think it was the right decision with those two being in the bottom. I, I think agree. It's, um, I just think it's really unfortunate that, well, obviously with what comes, because I would like to see more of the person that goes. But yeah. Um, this time the song is Little Mix's Sweet Melody. Now, okay, I, I I really don't know any most of the songs for the season, but why didn't we say this one for when Leanne is on the show? Oh, God, yeah. Maybe they're going to have another one? I'll, I'll, I'll gladly take more Little Mix. I'm here I for know. it. I, may, I um, maybe don't have another one. Or, yeah, or, maybe or, or, or if they're going to bump it for like a Steps uh, uh, lip sync again, I'm uh, that's what my fantasy is. I Just love give how me much... I love how much you love Steps. I have been a Steps fan since 97. Like that first album I had. I don't know how I discovered it because they never were here really. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't um, think they existed in the States. No, the, the only time they've ever really been here is when they uh, were the supporting act for Britney Spears' first tour. Oh my God, stop. Yeah. <laughs> I love um, Steps. But I'm obsessed with I, me, me too. So listen, I when they, that was announced, I'm like, I fangirled. I was freaked out. But... I love this song. It, it, I, I mean, it, at this point, it only had been out for a couple weeks, months, maybe. I don't know. I'm not that clued up on popular music. That's fair. I think because it, it was right after you know the the album came out and then the split and everything. But uh, Electra is a dancer. She has a bouncer, and she brought it all out in episode one. Um, she was not ready to go home. Anubis spun around, really tried hard, but there was no match for her. Electra, oh my. God, those tricks hurt my body. Honestly, I don't. As we, as discussed, I don't think she has pain receptors or 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 joints. But also that for on the, you might not believe this. That for me was quite a paired back performance for Electra. Like I'm you know see- what? That's smart though. Oh, totally. You don't smart. know how many times you're gonna have to do it. Well, exactly. And you know, you you at that point you don't know your competition, but you can probably guess whether they've got. You know, not many people can move the way Electra does. So I think you can probably gauge how much you need to do in terms of like throwing yourself. But yeah, there's trust me, like if she has to lip sync again, like that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really appreciated when uh, Electra did the headstand and then Anubis is like, I have nothing else. I'm going to pee like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so I love a comedy lip sync. We saw this with Estino and Tia in season two. Like, yeah. Sometimes the comedy, you know, the comedy lip sync will win over a dancing mm-hmm. lip sync. Absolutely. You know, I think some Absolutely. people some people fall into the trap of like I have to do the most. Um mm-hmm. which you know sometimes does work and is some but you know you depends what the song is and what the mood is, I guess. Exactly. In the end, Electra is safe, Anubis sashes away, joining the likes of Gothy Kendall and Joe Black. Anubis didn't expect to be the first one out, and honestly, she had very little to say in this episode. Um, I feel like we just didn't get to know her at all. No, I, that's why I said I love it when they have one episode just to yeah. get to know everyone. 
Um, and also because, especially with the first episode being about the looks, that doesn't have very much to do with your talent. Um, exactly. That's just like what you can afford to bring, which I think is a bit of a, a really not necessarily the nicest way of doing it because that's going like... Yeah, I mean, there there was how many seasons where we it was always like a design challenge and at least you got to see a version of talent from a drag artist that way through sewing. Not everyone uh, can do it, but at least it was a, a part of drag. This really is, you're right, it's about who can get a look together with the most money and it's unfortunate. But to wrap this up, I got a couple burning questions for you. What is Anubis's legacy? Oh, um, oh gosh, I don't know. Um, I think unfortunately for her, I imagine her legacy will be the Brighton Curse. Um, but um, she's she's calm, but she's a great vocalist. So I'm hoping that, you know, as long as she's smart and she uses this opportunity, I'm sure she can make something wonderful of it. Absolutely. Um, I mean, she's 19. She's 19 years old. Exactly. The future is bright. Maybe she'll apply again for season four, like Shangela. Um, yeah. You never know. Um Hey, I'm still waiting for a first out season somewhere. Oh, I'd love that. Wouldn't that be camp? It was so cool. So Strictly's Odomabuse joins the girls next week for a Peloton dance act. Do cycling and dance go together? Uh, I mean, I think it'll be really fun, but I feel sorry yeah. for them. Because like, when you're prepping for the show, who thinks you're going to be dancing on a bike? Nobody. Exactly. Um, um, I mean, it, it is... It is coincidental um i'm not sure if you know who cody rigsby is but he is one of the um peloton guys who is currently on dancing with the stars uh he so he's oh. doing our uh strictly right now he's he's a big old game but yeah i i'm, <laughs> I I, one, I'm one of those <laughs> he's one of those literally he's famous for being gay um i'm excited <laughs> i i think it's it sounds like a stupid challenge but whatever i asked this every episode just to see how we go through the season but after one episode the winner of the season is just on this episode it's victoria easy i don't think anyone would argue that i I, if they did then they're stupid or probably misogynist so i i I think victoria is up there as a definite winner um i think edit wise they're really grooming us to like crystal Oh yeah, they um, although from the looks of the next coming up next week thing at the end, it looks like she might not be so lovely. Um, no, no, maybe not. Um, and I listen. I love Scarlet, but I have this actual curse where people that I adore end up in the same spot, and that spot is fifth place. Bendelacram, Ms. Cracker, um, Jackie Cox, so many of my favorites all fit that mold and end up in fifth place. If she fucking ends up in fifth place, I quit. I'm not liking anybody ever again. I, am, well, I apologize. Say, I was about to say, you've already told me you like me. So if I ever get on, you have to, you can't <laughs> like me. I'll pick someone yeah. else. Pick someone else. I'll pick Don't someone else. Me. I absolutely will. Um, <laughs> this was such a pleasure chatting with you. Where can the listeners find you on social media? If they want to give you some money, where can they send some money your way? Oh gosh! Uh, um, so you can follow me at it's poppycock on all social media because poppycock on its own was taken by a dog. So it's uh, it's poppycock. Um, I mean, if you want to, you can PayPal me um, at it's poppycock, but go. like you don't have to. Um, or you can buy my merch at Topshop UK. Um, and it ships to the US. I assume so. I don't okay, know. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. We'll make. We'll, we'll um, look it up. I I'd imagine so. But no, thank you for having me. I've had a lovely time. Of course. This was so much fun. 
The biggest thanks to Poppycock for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.